decide the topic from love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hi. Man, it was nice to think for a minute that there was hope for California. That was uh, that was a nice little trip down the... Well, with with some sort of um, optimism, some sort of hope for the future. California lost cause. Any idea? Any any hope about saving that state absent it running its natural course and burning to the ground and then being revived? Oh, um, that that's over. Uh, so it was a shit week. Norm Macdonald died. Yeah, that, I, I I can't say I was the biggest Norm fan. Like I liked Norm, but it's not as though I had seen all of Norm's work. Uh, but man, some of the clips circulating. He's so funny. Yeah, it, it's he's one of those guys that what he's saying is clever and funny, but his delivery is so unique and deadpan mm-hmm. that it, it's really his style, I think, that separates him. And uh, that was a bummer. And then you got uh, <laughs> you got General Milley. I, I don't know. Do you have you seen the the Woodward claims about Milley? Uh, no. The claim in the in the Woodward book the the bits and pieces that have come out the last couple of days is that right before Trump left office, General Milley, white rage man, you know him, uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. He made a phone call to his Chinese counterpart, who are the, the head of the Chinese military, this Chinese general, and said something to the effect of, you know, Trump is crazy. If he says he's going to attack you, don't worry. Um, if he were to attack you, I'll let you know ahead of time. There won't be any surprise. Uh-huh. And Milley hadn't said anything until today. His statement today is something to the effect of, well, I talk to the Chinese. The Joint Chiefs talk to the to foreign leaders all the time. Yeah, but do you tell them, like, we'll tip you off yeah. by undermining the president? I understand he was the outgoing president at the time, but he is still the president of the United States at the time this call was made. And, uh, you know. Woodward's not particularly reliable, but who knows? I, I have a little skepticism, but I was trying to rack my brain because I, I forget. What is it? Uh, Woodward is obviously famous for the Watergate stuff. But what, what were the other things that he's published that were bunk? He's done I know there have been some subsequent tattlers about basically every president. Right. I, I haven't followed his work closely, but this is all. Is it, I file this under big if true, but Millie's not denying the meat of it, he's just saying, oh, it's normal to talk to foreign leaders. Well, but not if you're undermining yeah. the commander in chief. It's not. Anyway, perhaps some of these things will come up tonight. We will try to maintain the optimism and the laughs and the enjoyment, even though it's uh, it's another rough week, man. It just is. But uh, you guys know how the call in show works. Uh, if you don't, though, if you're new, there are instructions for how to participate in the YouTube and the Discord stream descriptions. We'll take as many calls as we can, taking breaks every half hour to check in on Super Chat, Tippy Stream, YouTube, DLive, and Trovo. And of course, if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live, you can always send us an email question. The place to do that is on the contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. There's a call-in show question form there on the contact page of the website, and you can send that in, and we will get to those 
at the end of the show. Do we have? I'm looking. Oh, we we don't have quite as many this week, so maybe we can give them a little more time. Last week was a bit overwhelming with that week off, man. So hopefully we can give some of these questions the attention they deserve. Anything else before we hop into the calls? Nope. All right. Joe Cal is up first. Joe Cal, you there? Joe Cal. Hello, guys. How are you? Doing all right. What's on your mind? Uh, Not a whole lot. I was uh, thinking I'd kick things off a little light. I uh, wanted to know what uh, your guys' thoughts were on uh, like what your ideal retirement looks like to you. Mm. Oh. oh, gosh. Have I ever even thought about that? I, I think immediately of family first. Like, I, you know, I want lots of grandkids running around. I want definitely. Uh, I want a nice porch with a nice rocking chair and a sweet gun. And a lot of grandkids. I basically want to be Clint Eastwood, more or less, with, with a big family. Yeah, okay. That sounds yeah. awesome. Maybe I'll start there. smoking weed again, too. <laughs> there you go. Fair mm. enough. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, but what about even just uh, for yourself? Let's just say we can throw in some selfish desires. Like mm-hmm. any traveling you would like to do? Should that even be a thing in the future? <laughs> Oh, no, not really. I mean, I I like to travel when I'm young. The last trip that I took was so much harder than it was the previous like three years. So I can't imagine it's going to get easier. I don't know why everybody wants to travel when they're old. Travel when you're young. I am definitely under traveled and I would like to visit places. That said, I'm also such a creature of habit and routine that when I do take vacations or travel, I get thrown out of my routine and I feel weird and I look forward to going back home and getting into my normal habits again. So I don't, I don't know, know that I ever really want to retire though. Cause working makes me not crazy as crazy. I do. Yeah, I do need a schedule and I need uh, tasks to complete, but you can, you can do that in retirement. You know, you can have hobbies and you can have pastimes and, and things that you do. You don't necessarily have to just waste away. That's true. I've, what about you? Well, well, I, for one, I would at least retort to your thing about people traveling when they're old. I don't know that it's not that they want to. I think a lot of people just work a lot of shitty wage jobs and wait for pensions and crap until yeah, they're finally even true. able to get out. And so, and it's but it is true what you said. The older you get, the harder it is to enjoy any of those things. And that's sort of where I stand um, as well. I would prefer to be able to. Like, my ideal retirement would be able to just... I'd love to get a fucking nice custom-made van and just mm. drive around the country and camp everywhere. There's a lot you of people know, doing and, that. Um, and, yeah, and it's... People doing that even, even working jobs but, while they do it. You know, they work at restaurants or they work at various places. So they're they're like... They're they're not hobos, you know? They're living out of a van, yep. working jobs. And it's it's a, yep. it's not a lifestyle I could live, but... There, it's a, I, I can it's see a the hybridized. Appeal. It's a hybridized version of like retirement and work. Yeah, essentially, like you yeah. get to do what you want, but still enjoy what essentially would be retirement anyway. Yeah. Um, and that's that. I would love to sail too. Sailing is just a lot more of a an exorbitant cost. Yeah. Than the van life is. Um, but that would that would be my thing. I I don't have any family, so. I don't mind being selfish about what I can do for myself, at least. Sure. Uh, what's what's got um, you thinking about retirement? I, I I don't know your age, obviously, but you don't sound like you're you're an elderly person. 
What's got you thinking I about am retirement? I thirty-seven. Okay. All right. So um, I just you still have uh, a, little, well, a little bit of time before that, though. I would sure, say. sure, sure. Yeah. I, I well, I don't know if it's that I'm thinking about retirement. I was just kind of curious what other people like. How many other people like yourselves? you know, who work, um, yeah. even take time to think about such a thing. And for me, I just, I had come to the conclusion that, that activities like hiking and camping and stuff are not ideal when you're <laughs> in your sixties and seventies. That's true. You yeah. know, when it, yeah. when it gets to become a lot harder, unless you're just like in really good shape. I mean, I have seen some old guys that like run up, uh, 2,700 foot elevated mountains and back down faster than people are walking up. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I doubt all of us can be that guy. So I can't be that guy. Nope. I, I don't <laughs> think I could either. <laughs> all right. There will well, be well, no thank pooping you. in the woods in my future. The, yeah, that's Unless true. Unless I'm made to, you know, fair enough, fair enough. But with the van, you know, you don't have to do it in the woods. Yeah. So you, you have to do that. it in a bucket. Just- <laughs> Well, well, thanks for the thoughts, man. I don't know that we've ever had a retirement call. That's probably a first of its kind on the stream. Well, good. So. Glad I could do that. Uh, yeah, yeah thank there's you not much that. else. Not much else I could add to that conversation. All right. Um, last words. Uh, I hope you check my email later, Matt. You guys have a good night. Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll take a look. Thanks. Okay. Well, let me get my tech situation working out here. There we go. El Vaquero. <sighs> El Vicero up next, as always, I will shout him out as the editor of the most grotesque, <laughs> most gruesome video I've ever seen, which was relevant with the movie that we watched last week. The Mexican cartel montage that I get a few emails to asking link for links to uh, once in a while. Yeah, I, anyway, I had to take several breaks editing that one to uh, vomit. I, was, I always bring it up because, no, it, it, you know, it's it's just not nice material. <laughs> no, but, no, it's uh, not nice material. I, <laughs> That's I, true. I suspect you probably didn't want to uh, call in to talk about that. And if I don't stop myself, I'll talk about it for ten more minutes. So, what uh, what's yeah, on your so, mind? So you know, I've I've had kind of a crappy past couple of weeks. Mm. Um, with uh, two weeks ago today, my my great uncle passed away. That's and right. Then, uh, the Sunday after that my uh an elderly cousin that i was really close to passed away too hmm. and uh then after dealing with all of of that I had family in from out of town this past weekend and everything and sunday i felt kind of bad you know to be expected and then monday i was uh on an evening walk and i was like wait a second i'm fucking sick like i was actually Ooh. sick and just all the other stuff then yesterday i woke up uh, and i couldn't taste anything Oh, oh, there it wow. is. Wow. When it rains, yep. it pours, man. Yeah. Well, I'm already already feeling better. Um, I uh, took the treatment that thou sh- that shall not be mentioned. Oh, my. You got well, horses? Be- yeah, these days I don't yes, even I know. Yes, I actually do have horses. It makes okay. it so easy to stock up on that stuff without anybody asking questions. Yes. <laughs> but, we won't yeah, ask it, any questions. I'm not yeah. allowed to ask any questions. How do you feel? Um, oh, I feel a little bad. My, my sense of taste is already coming back. Um, I don't have a cough. The nasal drip is gone and I'm not nearly as fatigued as I was yesterday. Hmm. So when, when did you start to notice the symptoms? What day was that? 
I well, I noticed them on Monday, but I think I had them on Sunday. It's just all the stress. Okay. I masked it. But so you're it really still talking about a couple day span. You're not talking weeks. Yeah, or it something. really wasn't severe. Yeah. And then um, I, I listened in to a little bit of the last call, blonde. Um, since yesterday, I knew I was going to be completely fucking useless because I was sick. Yeah. I stayed stoned all day, and you know what? Best being sick ever. Oh. <laughs> well, those days are gone for me until I retire. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of hard to raise a kid when you're you're stoned all the time. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, not conducive with parenting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I might I might like to see a little. Uh, <laughs> if, if you ever decide to deploy this parenting strategy, take a few videos. I might like to watch how that plays out. No, no, <laughs> no. no. I, you I, could I really bring out your I'm daughter's stoned. adventurous side. You know. No. <laughs> Sorry, I well, want peer pressure. No, well, sober a, parenting. It's a different. You have to let things go from your from your past or yeah. your behavior when you have yeah, kids. And one of those things fair. is like smoking weed. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's another interesting thing. I've and I've found the studies on this, but so severe COVID cases. You know, like the old people who and it actually where it actually is COVID. They get cytokine storms, and that's pretty much what kills them. Hmm. Guess what has been shown to stop cytokine storms in animal testing, but nobody can get uh, permission to do human testing. Uh, vitamin D can, can't it? Uh, vitamin D helps with it, but no, weed. Oh, really? Oh, can you? What, I don't know that term. It's not this panacea that people are making it out to be, though. There, no, there no, are issues with weed. Wait, what's the there term, though? Really? Issues, what is it stopping? But, it's so a cytokine storm is an inflammatory response and cannabinoids okay. plug into your endocannabinoid receptors uh-huh. and that modulates inflammatory immune responses. So hmm. it's not, it's not a panacea. It's not a cure all. It's, it's like, it works great for some people, for some things and other people it it's the wrong thing for. That's hmm. the way I look at it. But the mechanisms are well known behind how it works. Hmm. But wow, anyways, okay. I just, you know, and, and Matt, don't take, uh, don't take my family dying as a, a jealousy or anything. I'm, I'm really happy for you with your son. And yeah. Well, like I, the I, lyrics to that song, you know, and when I die, there'll be one child born into yeah, this yeah. world to carry on. It's kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah. And uh, well, yeah, and I appreciated the email and, w- and when you sent it to me. And um, yeah, I, 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 all the best to your family, man. I, I it, it, when it's, it's sometimes when life, the, the cycle of life hits you in that way, kind of the refresh and the end and all of that. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's important to think about those things and yeah. reflect on them. So, um, all the best to your family, man. I'm, I'm very sorry to hear it, but, but based on what you said in the email, it sounds like, um, was it your, you emailed about your grandfather or your remind me one of them one of them you said one of them was on iwo jima no no my it was my great uncle great uncle that's right he won the silver star for leading a unit of marines up a hill in a charge in in uh, korea oh that's what it was okay right and and this year he got to celebrate his 70th wedding anniversary so i mean he lived a long full life yeah so So. to, to to live through that kind of experience and hang around for decades longer to uh to really you know have a complete tour of a life 
that's uh that's quite an accomplishment so yeah i i'm i'm sure uh well i just i hope you as his family are proud of him i'm sure you are yeah we're we're very proud of very proud of uncle rich yeah um, but anyways i'll get out of your hair and uh blonde don't do the stone parenting um <laughs> i've never tried it but i still don't recommend it i won't thank you <laughs> all right maybe maybe when she's 18 and can take care of herself <laughs> thank you all right Bye. And for the record, I also do not advocate that. I am merely joking around. Mm-hmm. Don't send me an email saying, I can't believe you would tell her. To... Don't do that. Uh, really quick before we um, hop into, uh, before we take our next caller, I was thinking about this van life thing that was referenced earlier. Uh, have you heard the story of the missing girl in Grand Teton, Yellowstone? Yeah, everyone's blaming the boyfriend. He 100% did it. What do you mean? Well, I mean, I, I don't know. The only evidence is that he's refusing to talk. And he won't tell her family when the last time he saw her was. Yeah, but that's just the media reports. Maybe there's more to this story. <laughs> I, I don't like he to drove. jump to conclusions. It was probably him. I mean, If people didn't hear, they, there was this couple. They were both like, what, early 20s? They look pretty young. Mm-hmm. Driving across the country doing the van life thing. They were headed toward Yellowstone from Grand T- uh, from Salt Lake. And I don't know if you saw this detail a couple weeks prior, someone else called the police on them because they were having some kind of fight and the police showed up, but there wasn't, it wasn't bad enough for there to be any kind of charges or arrests, but there was a a police call made within the last couple of weeks. Anyway, they go, they're on their way to Yellowstone. They stop in Grand Teton, which is just South and she uh, disappears. Nobody knows what happened to her. Meanwhile, boyfriend guy drives back to Florida and, uh, didn't report her as missing, as far as I understand. Drove all the way back to Florida without reporting her as missing and won't tell her family when the last time he saw her was. Yeah, he probably pushed her off a cliff. I, I agree. Uh, we should get all the information and innocent until proven guilty. But it does seem odd. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, uh, <laughs> you know, if, if I was out with my uh, then girlfriend on some nature hike and she fell into a lake, probably call her family and say, we got a situation here. Uh, I'm going to try yeah, to resolve she- it. She was probably mouthing off. Let's all wait to hear what she did. To get <laughs> what kind of skirt was she wearing? Yeah. That day? Anyway. Um, all right. I just uh, wanted to bring that story to your attention because it's a crazy one. I, Michigan X. My true crimes need twists and turns. Well, we don't know what the nature of the crime was yet. We just know that she's missing. So don't worry. She it was might've... mouthing off and he pushed her off a cliff. I guarantee it. All right. We'll find out. Michigan expat is up next. Michigan expat, you there? Good evening, Matt. Hey. Hello, sir. And good evening, uh, Pokemon. When did you turn blonde? Wait, what? Okay, <laughs> okay that one, that one, that one fell flat. You I'm not sure I understood that one. Yeah, you, the, the joke is I'm mistaking blonde for Pokemon, which you know you, I couldn't be more off. Um, who is that? Yeah, I don't know who that is. That's the problem for me. Pokemon. Uh, she's a popular Twitch streamer. You know, you know, uh, streaming you know, games or whatever. You yeah, know, she's, yeah. She's a she's a uh, Canadian Moroccan chick who's able to pass herself as uh, off as Asian because you know her makeup job is so good. And uh, oh, yada, this bitch yada. is an Asian. No, she's Moroccan Canadian, but she's able to make herself look Asian because of her makeup. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm looking now. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Matt, before I forget, but uh, yeah, Matt, before I forget, I wanted to congratulate you on the new Wee Lad, and uh, just don't uh, 
just uh, don't ask me to babysit. You know how terrible with kids I am. I mean, I, 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 I've, I've uh, told you the story before about my uh, cousin. I had to babysit him before, 15 years younger than me. He was talking about the monster on his bed. And I was just like, you know what? Here's a crucifix. Here's a clove of garlic. Uh, have at it, you know? Well, you, no, you got to gotta do what you got to do. It's that, at least that's something. It's better than nothing. <laughs> but uh, what I wanted to talk about today is, you know what? I have some protest ideas. And hmm. the number one protest idea I have is, okay, I mean, you know, a lot of the stores, you know, it's autumn now, or it's going to be autumn, getting to be Halloween, whatever. You know, a lot of the stores, you know, they have those, like, scarecrow dummies, right? So take one of those, paint X's over the eyes, uh, a jagged uh, a jagged mouth over the mouth, and uh, maybe strap a, a face diaper to it, hang a sign around its neck saying, Vaxxed enough already, uh, shove some uh, syringes into its arms, and uh, leave that outside of uh, a big box or uh, uh, retail chain store and uh, maybe I don't know Gorilla Glue it in the place so they have to rem- <laughs> extricate it forcibly. I like and, it. Um, yeah, just I mean the only problem I see with this is you know where are you going to get some syringes? You know empty syringes. I mean like I don't I don't I don't even think medical supply stores even carry them. I mean in all seriousness, you probably have to freaking dumpster dive for them outside of a hospital. Ooh, everybody's but, uh, got a diabetic friend, right? <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sure someone's like already thought of this. I mean, I've I, maybe I mean, I'm sure it's like in a meme or someplace. But I mean, I just I just saw this myself in the past week or whatever. But uh, yeah, vaxxed enough already is obviously a play on taxed enough already. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, let's see. The the only other ideas I've thought of are taking a metal bucket, writing "fuck it" on it in a uh, black uh, black sharpie marker, yeah. and just uh, just walk around the people and just being. You know what? Take that thing off your face and uh, dump it in the bucket and say "fuck it." You know, <laughs> well, the bucket, I, the fucking yeah. bucket. As I recall, we've talked about some of this stuff before, and what I appreciate yeah. about your spirit is like, you know, it, it's it's gonna take. We're not gonna get out of this by complying no. our way out. Clearly, no. And it's gonna take at bare minimum people saying no and stopping doing it. But what I appreciate about appreciate about your spirit is you're always thinking of ways to be active in kind of the way that we've been actively confronted to have all this crap forced upon it but exactly you're thinking the thing that's going to work for you and that i like is that you're thinking in these kind of like funny trolley terms you're getting in people's faces and yelling at them it 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 can work but you know i think you i think you win more people over with a a good joke or a good kind of bit like you're talking about yeah i i uh i like the way you're thinking because yeah i mean you have to take you have to take these people's words, you have to take these people's tactics, the opposition, and you have to, like, turn them back on them. For example, yeah. you know, with, with regards to protests, I'd be like, you know, someone, someone's going to say, oh, you're disturbing uh, people's day, you know, you're disturbing people's lives. I'm going to oh. say, like, well, you know, our, li- our lives have been disturbed, our days have been disturbed. <laughs> and in the ways, in the, in the words of uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, Congress <laughs> girl from New York, I'd say, well, you know what, she said, uh, you know what, it's called a protest. It's supposed to make people feel uncomfortable. I remember. Yeah, I, I seem to remember. Oh, yeah. That. Oh, yeah. Her Met Gala antics. What a stupid bitch. I mean, Although, be, I mean beyond that, I mean, be, I mean, beyond that, I mean, you know, I have slogans. I mean, you, you, you'd spray paint on the pavement outside or just, you know, in, in, in uh, the thick, uh, the thick Sharpie marker, scribble on, you know, a store window or otherwise just a fix, you know, gra- grab some uh, packaging tape and affix an article, you know, a page or pages to the window you know, for example, you know, asymptomatic spread is a lie. You know, I have that article huh. and, uh, you know, I mean, whatever, whatever, whatever one is uh, willing to, you know, get themselves in trouble for or, 
you know, what it, what one is able to, you know, backpedal from. Obviously, you know, sticking an article to a window is probably going to be uh, less uh, property damagey than, say, you know, spray painting. I've but, seen people know. doing stuff like that, almost leaving like little business cards around. We saw some at um, my wife's workplace where someone was just going around placing these ironic wear the mask forever uh, business mm. cards. And I, I interpreted mm. them to mean like they were ironic or they were sarcastic Oh, yeah. Getting people to think about this. But yeah, like this, whoever was doing this was just kind of placing them throughout different aisles and among different products at the grocery store, just putting them here and there. I thought that was kind of clever. Like as people are shopping, you can get their attention and make them thinking, yeah. think about this stuff yeah. while they're out and but, about. But yeah, I mean, the, the whole scarecrow thing I mentioned first, I mean, I see that ending up on the news because someone's going to be like, uh, we're worried about those uh, needles being dirty. We're gonna call in a biohazard yeah. uh, containment uh, force to uh, uh, yeah. extricate that uh, uh, display. Yeah, and then it, be- it becomes a whole news story. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, all right. It's like, well, I'm, I am I am almost there, man. I am almost there. I appreciate the the uh, <laughs> the thoughts and the enthusiasm. We got to think of clever, creative ways to to turn this around because. But then again, it's. I, I think that it can be done, but then I look at like exit polls in California where a huge percentage of people said, no, we haven't gone far enough on coronavirus mm. and lockdowns. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah that's, that's California, though. Yeah, that, leave that's, them that's in California. their place. Yeah. Yeah, that's California, though. Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah, let, let me know if you deploy any of these tactics and if any are more effective than others. Yeah, just uh, anyone wants to uh, strategize with me, talk to me, you know, you can uh, contact me through a uh, Discord um, I'm saying, uh, I'm thinking you're wrapping it up here. So just let me say, sure. um, and let me just say, uh, I love both of you. You're both very special, but, uh, <laughs> I have to go home now. I have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. We Thank love you. you. You're very special. All right. Uh, Cyborg Griff up next. Cyborg, you there? Uh, yes, I am. What's on your mind? Um, I don't know what is what isn't on my mind, honestly. <laughs> you got a lot to pick from, yeah. Oh uh, well, yeah, but um, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't really like to go for the like you know the news of the day usually sure. because yeah, it's like <laughs> I I don't know. I feel like you blonde will have plenty to talk about later on, and um, there's not really anything I'd really like to talk about. Although I do, first of all, I do like to say for thanks for recommending. Um, quite frankly, that show is, quite frankly, really good. <laughs> uh, oh, excellent. I'm glad. I'm glad like you enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I was looking for a new podcast to get into while uh, I have to wait between your guys's um, individual podcasts and stuff. So. Well, I'm, I'm uh, glad to hear that. I was just uh, yesterday. Of course, was uh, Aurora's birthday. So. Yeah, Frank's yeah. daughter Aurora and my son have very close birthdays now, and it, it's it was awesome to see because uh, I don't think I've ever seen a daughter, especially a very young daughter, look more like her dad. Oh, really? Than Aurora looks like Frank. Um, I don't know. <laughs> that makes it sound like Aurora's not a good-looking little girl. She is, but it's like it is. It is Frank's face with a bow, man. That's what I'm looking at. So I mean, Frank's yeah. a good-looking guy. Yeah, so sure. I, yeah, I'm sure that's a compliment he can give her. <laughs> well, yeah, Frank but, looks like Matt. 
You think so? He's like Italian. Remember that comment that we got on? I could not stop laughing. I always bring it up. <laughs> it's like mirror it, images or something. No, it's it's Frank looks like Matt's reflection on the back of a spoon. Oh, is- <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's a really good way to put it. Honestly, he, it, yeah. It, we <laughs> we are yeah. Um, we are kind of mirror images of each other from opposite ends of Europe. I suppose yeah. is maybe it's, how yeah, that played like, out. It's more like you're. Uh, on one end of a funhouse mirror and he, so is he so <laughs> no i'm really glad to hear that and um you know i i i frank's got his own community over there that is it reminds me a lot of ours it's kind of this cozy little corner of the internet that i yeah appreciate and, and he's very diligent um with his work and he's got kind of his own little niche carved out and i i admire that about him oh yeah absolutely so i guess i want what i want to talk about today um just amidst all of the craziness that's going on, I just want to maybe ask you guys uh, what you try to do to stay positive in this world. <laughs> yeah, Blonde, what do you do? <laughs> I don't know. Like right before we went on, I was like, I'm so depressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I asked this because um, I think I remember hearing, uh, who was it? I think it was Oral's ghost who mentioned one time that he's like, eternally positive person and in some way i kind of find myself like that too Hmm. like even even though i am just as bad as um exposed to the news as you guys are yeah i never really find myself you know crawled up in my bed crying myself to sleep or any of that (laughs) sort um i don't know there's just other things i have to worry about in my life in my immediate life from right now that exactly you know, then you're doing it having right. a kid helps yeah. for sure yeah you, you you have to surround yourself with purpose and that's true whether the politics or the news out there are great or whether they're bad if you don't have a purpose-driven uh, satisfying life in your immediate surroundings within your home uh, you're not paying attention to the number one most important thing in your life and you know no matter how noisy and crazy it gets out there if you have your own house in order and your own immediate surroundings in order, you still have yeah. an off button on the computer. You still have an off button on the phone. And uh, I think you're exactly right. It's uh, wh- whether it's family for you or whether it's your hobbies or whatever stage in life that you're at, it's, it's kind of everybody's moral responsibility, I think to, to provide and surround themselves with purpose. And if they aren't, then you got to seek that the unexamined life is not worth living. Great quote. You have to, Think about why you do the things that you do. And if you can't answer those questions, uh, put put better things in your life. Find better things to put in your life. Work towards something that uh, brings that answer, brings much a much clearer answer to that question for you. Absolutely. And I, I don't I don't have a family of my own at the moment. I'm working on that. You know, I'm yeah. working on getting myself a, a, a nice lady that I can, yeah. you know, find a wife in. You sound pretty but, uh, young, though. It's, uh, you probably have a lot of time. Maybe not. I don't know. I guess I'm bad at judging people's ages by voice. Oh, when it comes to voice, honestly, I always get it get the faces wrong. <laughs> it's always yeah. different than yeah. what they sound like. But anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, but in the at the moment, what I find to help me stay positive is actually, I think, my uh, faith in God hmm. most of the time and my uh, uh, my dil- my um participation in my church as well so those sort of things really help and i think i think i can 
say I, I think for most people in our in this audience that uh, that really helps them out a lot. I'm glad to hear that. And it's probably a great path to finding a proper wife too. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the way it works out for you. Plenty of plenty of good catches in uh, my community. Sounds as, like a plan as that goes. Yeah, good. So, yeah, yeah, that's all. That's all good. Well, I got nothing else really to all right, say. Maybe well, I'll have something more concrete. No, I appreciate next time, the but... call. Thank you, and uh, yeah, have yeah. a great night. Yeah, you guys. Bye bye. Bye bye. I bet even in your darkest mental state after looking at all the world's insanity and every Joe Biden clip on the internet, it's nothing that a chuckle from that daughter of yours can't solve in five seconds oh, time. No. I bet. I'm, yeah, she's just, she's just the best. She's so funny. You, you, when your kid gets to like a year, it's. Oh, I can't wait. Like I, I don't have the, I, I, the personality has yet to come out. So yeah. you know, right now he's just a milk chugging and pooping and screaming machine. But that, that continues. That continues. Yeah. She wakes up in the morning and she's been doing this thing where she like wants to lay and hug and like pat me on the back. And then she'll wake up and she'll start um, like making fart noises on my boob. <laughs> And she, that's how she she, your daughter it. motorboats you. Is that what you're saying? No, she like like underneath, <laughs> and she just wants to be like, <laughs> and like make oh, okay. fart noises. So it's not on you; it's just next to you. No, it's on my skin. You know when you when you like blow on your hand and you make a fart noise. Okay, she like yeah. does it on like my chest and my face, and <laughs> okay. how she, how she wakes me up these days. Yeah, yeah. she thinks the sound of a fart noise is is really funny. It is. It really is. No matter how old you get. Uh, yeah, I mean, the motorboating thing is part of breastfeeding. It's just, it's just part of it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've, I've seen some, I've seen, I can't, I, I can't comment without, uh, well, babies use boobs going as too sensory, personal on my sensory toys. That's right. So yeah, I've seen some yeah. funny behavior images, but I feel like I would, <laughs> I would be, I would put my wife unfairly on the spot if I went into too much detail. So I won't. Anyway, we're due for a break. Uh, let's. Are we, are we really? Yes, oh, we are. Else. Let me see what's going on. Uh, over on DLive, Silosopher, Deus Ex Machina. A raspberry. That's what it's called. That's, a, that's, that's fair. Like, the it's, fart noise is on the skin with the thing. Yeah. It sounds uh, much more wholesome than motorboating. So yeah. let's go with the raspberries. Silosopher, <laughs> so, uh, thank you. Uh, Gypsy Mom. Um, or or uh, Silosopher gifting subs. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Um, over on Trovo... C2K, um, well, issue, uh, Azzy, thank you guys. C2K says, UK COOF news, despite all advice saying no need in UK governments will always follow the science mantra, they've decided to jab all 12 to 15-year-olds and said if the kid says yes and parents say no, that they can jab them against parental wishes. Chatted with my 13-year-old. I'm glad to hear her say no way, dad. That's what the, the crazy dog muzzle lady in Tennessee, that's what she got in trouble for was her critics say she was advocating that, that if a teenager comes to a physician and says, I want the vaccine, but my parents say no, that they not only have the legal authority to do it, but they should was her I perspective. I swear to God. I swear to God. I, this is what, what is making me so depressed. You know what the daily mail reported within the last couple of days that they're about to vaccinate for babies. Pfizer coming to your infant soon. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the Rob Bob. Thank you. Uh, 
Appreciate it. Uh, all set on these if you're ready on YouTube. Pep. California's election yesterday sealed the fate of that state. Every conservative should move out of the state and other states to reinforce that side. Californians made their bed. Now let them lie in it. If oh, anybody thought that yeah. California was going to was going to be OK. I mean, come on. Did you see five seconds after the recall was over? L.A. County authorities came out and said, yeah, we're doing the de Blasio style vaccine mandate here. So uh, just so you guys know, like it's obvious they waited to do that until after Gavin was uh, retained. Yeah. yeah. And I don't as far as I know, San Francisco hasn't announced that yet. I don't know. But it looks like the major urban centers of California are going to be no go zones if you want to. You know, if you want to avoid that, if your if your medical decision is to avoid that particular vaccination, you're cut off from probably America's most iconic city on the East Coast and America's if they do it in, well, I mean, I, I guess uh, L.A., San Francisco, Seattle, take your pick on what the most iconic West Coast city is. Who cares? But those though? are going to be I, inaccessible. I'm relishing too. that American cities are just going to be totally destroyed. They're going to be like post-apocalyptic wastelands. This is yeah. going to be so funny. I'm never going to stop time. laughing. I, yeah. I, I, as far as I'm, and they're talking about with airlines n- not being able to fly. It's like, cool, don't care. Montana. All right, Montana's a big state. Lots of stuff I haven't seen here. Mm-hmm. Lots yeah. of wilderness to check out. I'll do that, I guess. Tell I me, I will can't literally fly. move all the people that I like best into my state, and then yeah. I will never leave government. I'll never leave. I will. Uh, I'll accept a lot of inconveniences to maintain a free life on my own terms. Yeah. Just the way it is. Uh, agreed. Uh, Rogue Thought says, any bets on Millie's future of being a CNN analyst? Um, <laughs> seriously, probably. Yeah. If these accusations are true, it's not just that he should be fired. He needs to be uh, whatever the appropriate remedy is. Prosecution, court martial. Um, this is uh, this is borderline. I, I don't, if what he's alleged to have done, he did. That's treason. That is aiding and abetting the enemy. Yeah, but uh, nobody gives a shit about treason. Our, our highest leaders and um, most revered officials are committing treason on a, on a daily We just teamed basis. up with the Taliban and left Americans in their custody. Yeah, so like, yeah, like I guess gives a fuck. par for the course. Mandating the vaccines probably uh, I, I mean, breaking all sorts of, of constitutional values and everything. Too. It so certainly like is not uh, respect for the rule of law. Yeah. Like somebody wants to tell me that Nancy Pelosi isn't treasonous. Uh, well, I... I take your pick there are a lot of arguments you could make what there the oh, last time? A- does anybody know the last time we a- executed somebody for treason oh it's, uh, it's had, we're talking centuries if that's ever even happened um it's happened, i don't know the history of it but it's been a minute yeah i have to look up the history on that let me know live chat uh bill biz pretentious or tone deaf did you see aoc's tax the rich dress at course, the met yeah. gala guest paid a thirty thousand dollars to attend no mask necessary yeah uh, these people are playing with fire. No mask necessary for the the beautiful people, but the servants, <laughs> the scum of the earth, handing them their drinks and food, they all had to wear masks. Man, imagine uh, just <sighs> you, I understand you got a job to do. Not everyone loves their job. Sometimes there's humiliating or embarrassing things about your job. But God, man, working at that event, having to serve these people who look down on everyone else for the very behavior they engage in and force you to wear the mask while you serve them. That's just gotta be, hopefully they were paid well. I suspect they were not. They weren't. Yeah. 1947. We did it in 47, huh? Mm. 52 was the last. Not centuries, but decades. I'll have to, I should look up the history of that. I should know more about that. 
You know, France, they, they executed somebody publicly by guillotine in 1932. Hmm. Within awesome? some people's lifetime still. I know. Yeah. Oh, I would have loved to see that. Um, Stephen Suarez. It was fun for me to see Rose McGowan endorsing on stage with him. Larry Elder. Yeah. Ah, okay. All right. I think the Barnes and Noble tranny yelling at her was a red pill wake up call for her. She's coming Maybe. around. She's gotten cool. Like she's still crazy. Um, I, I probably wouldn't trust her to, you know, watch my kid or something, but, but I, Rose McGowan gets it. Uh, she, she gets it far more than most. And to come out and actually endorse Larry Elder, she's clearly not a loyal Democrat at this point. Yeah. She's something else. She's at yeah. least an independent thinker. And I, I appreciate that. Um, have you seen all the stuff on Nicki Minaj? Oh, love Are we going to yes. talk about this? I sent oh you the God. headline. Oh, you did send me the headline. Yeah. I talk about this all the time. It's like white trash people and ghetto black people are a natural, they're natural allies. Arm in arm, together, just like that meme. Together we can save the world. She just tweeted, um, I can't speak to agree with even look at someone from a particular political party. People aren't human anymore. If you're black and a Democrat uh, tells you to shove marbles up your ass, you simply have to. If another party tells you to look out for that bus, stand there and get hit. Dude, she is on point. And this was the headline in the Daily Caller that I sent you. Quote, <clears throat> can I say the word? I think I can. It's the Wednesday show. <clears throat> <laughs> Nicki Minaj calls MSNBC's Joy Reid, quote, a lying coon. Tells Meghan <laughs> McCain to, quote, eat shit in vaccine rant. Now, oh, it as, was coon? I just assumed it was cunt. No, it was lying coon. And as my wife said, well, you know, I appreciate uh, shitting on Meghan McCain, but really you shouldn't tell her to eat any more of anything. She's had her fill. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Ayo, that's so funny oh yeah as Nicki minaj is on fire on twitter the last few days man i would that is not a fight that i would want to pick we'll circle back no yeah we will uh we'll circle back on these i know i didn't get to tippy stream but thank you guys for your patience i will get to those next break first um i'll have to just circle back with you and we'll get to adam as next caller adam are you there i see your mic is muted let's see if we can get you going there we go. Hey. <clears throat> Hello. Hi. What's on your mind, sir? I was listening to your last caller, and he was talking about uh, being a, a young male, unmarried, mm-hmm. and looking for not only a wife, but also a community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to tread upon that topic some more. I wanted to, wanted to talk about something else, but he kind of inspired me here. Okay. So I have a bit of a message for the young white men in your audience and considering your audience seems to be mostly young white men or seeking are refuge from. <laughs> no, you're correct. You're correct. Well, yeah. Yeah. But they're seeking refuge from the political onslaught. They see attacks on their sex mm-hmm. and upon their race from all sides, even mm-hmm. from the conservatives. Anyway, yeah. this isn't actually so much as political as it is uh, reaching out to them on the question of what are they so supposed to be doing as a young man? Mm. Um, I would tell any young man that you should go and read Genesis. That is the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. You want to understand the interplay between man and woman? Start there. Hmm. Even though Eve was the one that sinned, Adam was ultimately the one that was responsible because of his being horny. <laughs> okay. 
when when you say that um, fear of God is the is the basis of wisdom, I, that's a very intriguing statement to me. Can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Well, you consider yourself a good person, and you try and do right by others, right, Matt? I suppose, yeah. Okay, and you think that truth is one of the ultimate goals in your life. You pursue that. Sure, yeah. Okay. Well, if God is both good and God is truthful, then you seek him. And if you seek God, then you seek goodness and you seek the truth. Mm -hmm. And following through from that, you understand the roles you have in this universe as either a man or as a woman, Mm -hmm. what you're supposed to do. Man is supposed to provide. He is supposed to be the order, the law, just as God is. Yeah, I, I, I can see the reasoning there. What um, when you say? I guess what intrigued me is fear of. Um, what what is the what is the nature <laughs> of fear in that relationship? Do you fear your own father? Uh, well, I I don't know that I would use the word fear, but perhaps like at certain whenever points, whenever he pulled pers- out the belt or the paddle, or <laughs> I never his got hand the- and said, "You're gonna get it." I actually probably didn't get that very much. But if he did and I was younger, I, I suppose fear would be an appropriate word. Yeah. yeah. These days and I'd laugh reason- in his old man face and I'd say, get the hell out of here. <laughs> well, yeah, because but there's I get no longer saying. a place for it. You Right. I get up, what you're saying. You've become your own father. Yes. Yeah. 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 And there's a place for you being the rule uh, for your own child, the, the rule of law. Mm-hmm. You set down the laws for your own child. What is good? What is bad? what they mm-hmm. should be doing, what they ought not be doing. Yeah. Okay. And that's an earthly extension of what the God does. He lays out the rules, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. And you try and follow those to the best of your ability. When well, you people mess do up, get really hung up on this fear thing. I, I'm not, I, I don't know. And then the concept of wrath, which I think has been uh, kind of misappropriated in, in the biblical sense. I think that it means uh, like, have a healthy respect and know the capability of God to. Yeah. And I, I think if, if, if I was to think about my own interpretation of that, what if, if fear is if fear of God is the basis for wisdom to me, that just kind of implies a certain humility, understanding that you are not actually the greatest, mm-hmm. the greatest thing or the greatest being even in your own life. Necessarily, there might be a higher force behind it. Um, and without proper, whatever words you want to use, fear, respect, understanding of that context, that higher being or higher purpose, um, you might be lacking the humility that that lends itself to wisdom. Definitely. You, you can um, use synonyms for it, but fear is a good word to use. Yeah, yeah. And there's a reason why it is used in the Bible. Hmm. Okay. Well, th- thanks for the thoughts. I appreciate it. Any final thoughts for me before we let you go? Sure. Uh, Can I make a book recommendation? Sure. There's an author that I read a a year or two ago. His name is Rolo Tomasi. He wrote a book which is called The Rational Male. And it talks about the sexual dynamics between men and women. And it talks about the role of men in a relationship. I don't endorse everything in the book. However, a lot of the things that modernity will teach a man is wrong. And this guy breaks them um a lot of the lies that you have been told that's true when you said read genesis i was thinking also rollo tomasi 
but mm. I didn't say it. Now I wish I would have. Damn it. <laughs> he was just on with Lauren Southern. Oh, great mm. minds think alike, Blonde. <laughs> yeah. He's great. Uh, all men should should read Irrational Male. Hmm. I would right, well, highly recommend it. Um, learn to be assertive as a male. You are a male. You're supposed to put your will upon this world. Yeah, I can I can verify my life got a lot better when I started operating according to that philosophy. So See, we have was, an example in the chat. Uh, what, what's going on in the chat real quick? No, you, Matt. Oh, OK. All right. Um, yeah. No, <laughs> sorry. But yeah, I, I, I can tell you that accepting that truth made my life personally a lot better. So I, I, I I'm sure you're on to something there. Um, thank you for the call, man. Appreciate it. You're welcome. May I leave off with one quote from the Bible? Sure. The head of every man is Christ. The head of every woman is man. The head of Christ is God. First Corinthians. Mm. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for your time. Adios. Have a good night. Okay, Shuffler. Shuffler, are you there? Oh, I'm here. Yeah, I was just talking with Dangerous Spaces, so... Thank you for taking my call. Congratulations Matt, on, on the baby. Well, thank I'm you. happy you posted a picture of him because I was a little worried that he was going to come out brown and he was going to start jogging around the hospital. <laughs> <Come crying. on>. <laughs> <laughs> or it was hoax baby of the week. I just, you know, I faked it all for credibility or Looting or the maternity ward. <laughs> yeah. all right, so there's so much to talk about now. Uh, I would just like to just quickly mention that even my normie friends now are mentioning about how obvious the upcoming civil war is. Oh, good. You can just feel the tension like in the air. And uh, so, and my other friends who are like red pilled are like starting to talk like, oh, something's definitely like seems to be gearing up. So mm. it, you can definitely what, feel that there's some tension in the air. Right what now. is it that got your normie friends? What was finally the thing that caused them to see conflict coming? Oh, he, he mentioned it on Sunday at church, and I think it had something to do with how they're just pushing like the COVID uh, shot so much and how he, uh, Biden said how he was like losing patience with us. And like that was just that was probably the, the, the tipping point that mm. Biden's comment about how, how he's losing patience with. <laughs> how how um, ironic if Unity Man got them to wake up to the. uh <laughs> The lack yeah. of unity. Yeah. So, but Matt, I wanted to get something um, out of you. Uh, hmm. What is exactly your stance on the January 6th protesters? Because from what I've heard before, you were saying that they could be or they should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Is that correct? Maybe I would have said that back. Well, to the extent they committed crimes, sure, I would support prosecution. I, I don't know if I've made that quote exactly that you've said, um, but Back when January 6th happened, you know, uh, I, I would say it's fair to say that the initial images looked a little rougher to me than what we learned as the months went on. And I, I as a general rule, I'm not going to support rioting, property destruction, all that sort of stuff. But as we I mean, as we talked about on the on the streams right afterward, there were a whole bunch of people saying, well, violence is never the answer. Violence Violence is clearly Never? sometimes the answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, the question is, was that appropriate? And our streams right after the fact were, uh, especially this show, was dedicated a lot to trying to figure out 
what the moral justifications for violent resistance are and when that's when that's acceptable and when it isn't. And as far as I recall, after the January 6th riots, what we came to the conclusion on was clearly if government is not um, fulfilling its purpose of defending and securing your rights and it's not um, and it's not representing the people and it's not upholding the rule of law, it is not just just for the people to dismantle it, but it's a moral imperative. I think where the January 6th rioters went the most wrong, it was is it was total chaos. It was total nonsense. Right. There was no organization whatsoever. And, and one of the conclusions that we arrived at, you just look at the Declaration of Independence. If you have a grievance with government, make that grievance known. Make that grievance clearly articulated. And that wasn't done on January 6th. Of course, where people destroyed property or where people assaulted people. Yeah, I support those prosecutions. But has this thing been grossly exaggerated to achieve political ends? Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that answers your question, but I got the impression maybe like, you were you thought I was a little more hawkish on it than, than maybe I would describe myself, I suppose. Yeah, I would say that there were a couple things. Like one, I don't think that um, if you don't believe that in the election, meaning you think that it was stolen, th then I think it's pretty much just that right there. It's your responsibility to, to do something like what they did. And then the, the, in order for the government to be legitimate and the laws to be legitimate, uh, the people have to like believe it. Like the, the legitimacy of the government comes from the people. And yeah. if the government's not legitimate, nothing the people can do can be considered crimes. Uh, and I also had just another... I, I don't know if I'd agree with that premise, but carry on. Okay. Um, just from another angle as well, uh, to bring up Stefan Molyneux, he had a great analogy that he often used. Just imagine you're playing soccer, uh -huh. and, you're, and you're on a soccer team, and your soccer team's going to pass it to your own team and to the other team. But the other team is just going to pass it to themselves. If you do this, you, you're, you're going to lose the soccer game. And our opponents never uh our opponents being the left they never criticize antifa they say antifa doesn't exist and the people on the right will backstab each other and they'll brag about how leftist they are even mitt romney will go on and just be like oh black lives matter <laughs> and if our opponents want us dead and we're gonna have to stop this idea of like oh well if someone broke a desk or sat on a desk they should definitely be go to jail like we, well the, this is an, this is asinine the, our enemy is not the left we need to stop thinking in these terms that that the the left needs to be defeated we are all enemies against the government we need to defeat the government that's our enemy we need to stop thinking about this we we have more in common with leftists perhaps than we think we do um well mm. I, I, what's got me very nervous here is is the if if the government is the enemy, regardless, would you say that's true regardless of its legitimacy or its moral behavior, or is all government the enemy? Just Our this government or government. all government? Okay, all right, that's a distinguishing factor. No, if, uh, I, had a, if I, I lived amongst you know, if I lived in a monarchy that I accepted and that treated me well, I wouldn't view the government as an enemy. I, I have a government that's constantly stepping yeah. on my rights. And I agree with the premise that once government abandons its only purpose, that that it, it needs to be dismantled. I, I don't think January 6th was either the moral or practical response 
Well, it them. accomplished nothing and it gave them fodder to try to destroy us as a movement. But don't think that they yeah. wouldn't have just found or fabricated something else. No, they, for Total all we know, they, they, they did. <laughs> they already did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like... It, I, I don't think that there's any moral or prosecutorial standard by which to say that January 6th was some crime akin to 9-11 or whatever the nonsense we've heard. But the rest of the rioting behavior for the last of the year or for the for, for the, the year prior, um, it, it, the, what we've seen is worse in every single way. Whether you want to measure it in death, whether you want to measure it in property damage, whether you want to measure it in any number of factors. January 6th, what worries me a little bit about the the premise of the logic that's being presented here is just because there's bad behavior elsewhere that we shouldn't be concerned with bad behavior whether it's unwise moral or impractical among our people i you i think you still need to maintain a high standard otherwise what is it that we're working for that doesn't mean throwing people under the bus or treating them like 9-11 terrorists because they knocked over a podium but I, i i i think to be honest with my standards and my principles i have to acknowledge the wrongs that were committed that day I can't just excuse them because other people do worse things. And I don't know if that's a fair characterization of what you're saying, but you can push back on me if you if you think it is. Sure. Well, one, we have to have equal treatment under the law for the government to be legitimate, and we clearly mm-hmm. don't. So we mm-hmm. can't say that uh, the people on the right should be prosecuted when it, the people on the left aren't being prosecuted, like the feminists that overtook the Capitol when Kavanaugh what was um, going into the Supreme Court. Yeah, the clawing um, at the Supreme Court doors. I remember that one, too. Yeah. And yeah. I would have to disagree with Blonde about saying that we don't have to defeat the left. The left are the people who, by definition, want to control the government and step on your rights, Blonde. So, no, no, but you have a chicken or egg situation going on. The, the average leftist that's in the population has no institutional power. I need to defeat people with institutional power that are leftists. I don't really care about, like, I don't give a fuck about Antifa. What's Antifa going to do to me? I'm way more worried about this this plague in our government. All right. So, uh, well, thanks for taking my call. And I, I guess uh, my last word would be uh, just what other people have been saying earlier uh, in this show is just to read the Bible. <laughs> I, I think we're all going to uh, agree on that. You know, it's like uh, I'm, I'm coming around, man, because whether we have kind of disagreement on how to handle all these issues it's like um who do i want as neighbors who are the cool people and who aren't and they seem to kind of uh they seem to gather around that book and those values so um so thank you for the thoughts i appreciate it thank you all right uh insanity trials up next insanity trials you there that i am hello what's on your mind uh well, actually, I'm I'm just a uh, first-time caller, long-time listener. Well, uh, thanks for calling in and for tuning in. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, uh, and I just wanted to say, you know, thanks for doing the show and everything, because uh, I, I used to listen to a ton of uh, political podcasts, and I've mm-hmm. pretty much gone down to almost just you guys every once in a while i'll listen to Knowles and play them or something but almost always it's it's just you guys at this point and well that's high praise thank you well all the good people have been banned yeah well yeah, <laughs> i guess I'm, there's yeah. that too <laughs> that doesn't help yeah um so it's just uh nice to have uh well i'm doing my amazon drone work i can 
have you guys twice a week. But anyway, so <laughs> wait, dr- what do you mean? Is that are you talking literally or is that uh, a metaphor? What's the drone? Oh no, that metaphor, metaphor. No, oh, I thought I thought you were like right. operating like, delivery doing drone drones. Deliveries? Oh god! It's like can no. you can you get us control of those? We might need oh, them in the near future. Oh, if I could, oh, <laughs> if I could somehow get access to that, yeah, um, deliver everyone eighty uh, percent lower. Um, I disavow. <laughs> well, actually, that I mean that's perfectly fine now, but you know, pending the ATF rules, I guess. Disavow. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, but so my topic was. Uh, uh, kind of just an interesting um, anecdote I have on uh, secession and people's uh, opinion on it. Okay. Um, so I've got three different groups of friends. Uh, they're kind of segregated just to do the circumstances of how I met them. And uh, each of them have at least three others outside of me. And it just so happens that they kind of fall all over the political spectrum. One group kind of leans right. One group's kind of centrist. And then one's kind of leftist right um and every i've brought up the idea of secession in every single group and every single group is like yeah no i'm totally down i'd be totally down for it or why can't we do this like if we can agree to a a friendly split that's the best solution yeah it's it's very it's very strange to me i have to assume at this point i'm just assuming that the uh the people at the top of the left, just know that they are sort of slowly rolling up our rights and power, and so they can kind of just keep the boot on our neck. But if we left, and they wouldn't be able to keep the boot on our neck anymore, so they need to keep it together. They need to, you know, tie it together with duct tape as best they can. Like yeah, people forgetting that it's happening. Um, so that's uh, I, I, it's that, that's the only thing. Um, I'm surprised. Like, how many how many friends did you talk to? What was your sample size here? Um, my sample size. Let me think. Three, four, and, seven, and four is eleven. Okay, plus me. And how many people were would consider themselves leftist, progressive, something like um, that? Um, three. I have. There, one of them is just a full blown communist. Oh and, god. And he said it would be fine if um, middle America, whatever, conservative America, split off. That's cool. I'm down with that. Yeah. Yeah, pretty huh. much. Uh, he he has no real. I, I mean, they weren't like um, the leftists weren't like super enthused necessarily, but they were just <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, I don't have like a problem with that. I, I would be fine with it if it happened, sort of thing. Did you ask them? Would you let them be racist in their own states, though? <laughs> or would we, would we still have Isn't to fight that the, that? the crux of the matter? Yeah, it's yeah. like will you allow them to to think the thoughts they want on their own, even if their thoughts are impure? That's uh, you know, maybe I should bring that back up to him. Yeah, I'll ask him. Maybe uh, maybe that would change their tune a little bit. Maybe they'd <laughs> suddenly be very uh, very Let happy. Let us to know. I wonder. I wonder what would happen. Actually, I know what's going to happen. They would what's say that? no. Oh. I am. I, I well, now I'm curious too. I'll have to find a way to broach it. Politics don't always come naturally to that group, as you might imagine. I am, uh, <laughs> you know, I on the uh, on the political compass. I I, I am right. I'm pretty deep into the right and right on the line between authoritarian and libertarian so huh. it's not a not easy to talk about yeah. come to the dark side you come know to the free funny. side <laughs> i i used to be right in the middle of the lib right square yeah uh, and join the slowly, club man yeah over the over the course of 
of the last few years, and in part listening to you, Blonde, uh, yes! <laughs> slowly creeping my way up, and I just I don't know when it's going to stop. I don't know that I want it to stop. Let's see. I don't know. It never stops um, once you once you start sliding. Like my dental hygienist was telling me that she listens to Tim Pool, and I was like, "Let me tell you about the Daily Stormer." <laughs> well, well, wait. Does she know what there. you do? Yeah. Okay, so all right. She was hella cool. I don't know. I was talking about how I was sad about Norm McDonald dying, and she was like, "I know this woke thing in comedy." I was like, "We're gonna have a lot of talk to, to talk about today." I guess you found a, a good uh, dental hygienist. I did. I really like her. Yeah, that's cool. All right, man. Um, well, any final thoughts before we let you go? Yes, I have, I have one last word. Um, uh, for some reason, women are way more against uh, nuclear power. And nuclear power, I think, is just the solution to any future uh, power issues that we're going to huh. have. So uh, just just want to say, repeal the 19th uh, <laughs> and uh, get nuclear power Sing going. Sing my tune. I wonder, yeah. I'll be, I wonder if there's uh, polling data on it broken down by gender I, somewhere. There is. I don't have it on the top of my head, but that's I saw it. Hmm. And that's why it's more. Guess nuclear who is, is in our live chat right now. Who? The real bearing, actual bearing. The actual bearing. Well, yeah, it's been a while. Know, bearing. You, What's if up? If you are the actual bearing, I'm gonna I'm gonna Skype you right now, as I have before, and you haven't responded to me, you motherfucker. So, bearing. <laughs> no, bear, bearing. Uh, bearing has had his own kid. You know, in the last had, year, that and kid change. is like three now. Yeah, is he three? <laughs> I don't know. It's a girl. Is see? I don't even know. I haven't talked to Bearing for that long. Send me a message, dude. Um, it'd be nice to catch Bearing, up. how old is your kid? How yeah. are you doing? I miss your happy voice. We had yeah. to get we had to get discount bearing on on the show. That's true. I don't know if Bearing even knows about our call screener, who oh, yeah. Yeah. people have referred to as gay bearing, which I can say because Dangerous Spaces made his own name gay bearing in the Discord. That's store. true. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, get me out of here. Get <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Oh, uh, no you worries. got you got any shots at bearing you want to make before I let you go? Oh, no, bearing's great. Oh, no, it's uh, I, I hope you guys are doing well. It's I God, man. What was the last time we talked to to he to bearing and his lovely wife? It's been at least three years. It's been a good long time. So I hope sugar uh, chits as well. Does she does she still have a channel? Have the authorities not rated them yet? I'm surprised. That I'm sure they been have. Able to, yeah. Anyway, okay, we're, we're uh, past due for a break. We're actually way behind. Let me get into um, Tippy Stream here and catch up with where we left off. Incompetent Hands says, "I'll write you. Uh, I'll write a hundred silly songs for you. I'll spend years trying, years tying your shoe. I'll kiss your boo boo and make it okay. I'll be there for you." Night and day. It's that song, that Casper Baby Pants song that I love that makes me cry. <laughs> I don't know the song. Uh, it's called I'll Do Anything for You, My Love. Paying to listen to it right now. It's by Casper Baby Pants. And if you aren't crying at the end of it, then you don't have a soul. Matthew else, Lee Christensen. He's got my full name here. Matthew Lee Christensen. Shame on you for even suggesting Baby Shark. Point goes to Blonde. Listen, I'm not hating on Blonde's song. I'm just saying Baby Shark is a massive success for a reason. That's because it's a damn because great tune. Because it is an earworm that makes everybody yeah. want to saw their own head off. No, that doesn't make it successful. I can't, oh, God, I can't wait till I can't wait for Baby Shark time. All right. Hockey Fanatic says, uh, congratulations on becoming a dad, Matt. Thank you. Uh, do you already have his 22 rifle picked out? I do. Actually, thanks to the audience. Um, I, I, I made that purchase right. over the summer. 
So I've got a little 22 bolt action that I have not fired myself even. I will not fire. It's got this awesome like American flag camo stock on it. It's a Savage uh, 22 that I picked up and I've not fired it and I won't until the day is right. Oh, Uh, are you good over there? (laughs) And then the bearing just responded to me on skype <laughs> so, uh yeah so i would say thank you, thank you. He, he said can, um yeah bearing man if you want to i guess we could bend the rules but bearing if you want to call in hop in the discord server we could probably figure something out um sure, just, for bearing. If, you, if you do want to just send me a skype message here we could figure it out anyway uh, um, mostly peaceful gun owner in light of, I'll just read this one for now. In light of recent events, my thoughts are drawn to the national mall. There are lots of uh, tall trees there, tall trees with strong limbs, the kind of limbs that might hold a person's weight for mostly peaceful <laughs> tire swings. Obviously. Susan. Thank you. Um, no, mostly peaceful lynchings of people of all races. So it's not racist. All right. No? Um, no you, no. Sorry, I'm I'm, t- I'm messaging Barry. I missed. <laughs> I should have given you the affirmative action rim shot. I'm sorry. Ah, come on. Yeah. What do you say? 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 You want me to read some of these while you take? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just yeah. typing to him right now. Anonymous says six semper tyrannis. Rise, Darth Jello says. Recently took an interest in jellies and jams. I guess you could say I'm for pectin. I- Yes, sir. I'm for pectin. Works miracles and perfectly safe for humans. I'm for pectin. Did, did we make it? Is it over? I, I I forgot about the bit of trying to make us say uh, forbidden terms. Yes. And Erica Marshmallow hands. and things like that. Well, maybe the, he just really likes jelly. Bearing um, will not be calling in tonight. Bearing. Uh, egg, why? He ha- well, I don't know if I'm at liberty to disclose. I don't want to put him on the spot, but he will not be calling. He in. has a hemorrhoid. <laughs> I don't know. The I, he, the authorities have raided him. I'm 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 sure that's probably what's going on. Mm. Um, incompetent hands attention to any elected uh, or unelected government official and to the men and women, men and women, women in our military. <clears throat> my freedom is more important than my life, so you better be willing to die for your control. Well, uh, if everybody's got an attitude, then we'll be in a good way. Holden Mulray says, hi, true seekers. I hate to judge before all the facts are in, but it's beginning to look like General Milley may have had ex- exceeded his authority. No. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I'm beginning to think that uh, some members of the uh, the deep state, as it's called, are uh, dishonest, untrustworthy political actors. This is a yeah. new revelation. No, I mean, but for someone to be at the highest levels of the military as he is, that's, uh, you know, it's one thing for like some s- State Department staffer to be a political hack for a senior level of the military, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff to be undermining the commander in chief. It's a very serious deal. And if there's not a really damn is. good explanation, yeah. if the explanation is anything other than Bob Woodward made this up, <laughs> we have a serious problem. I know. Um, Let's circle back. All right. We will uh, catch up with chat at the end of the show. Thank you guys for your patience. Dan Ellenwood is up next. Dan, you there? Hey, how's it going? Dan has a little wood. Is that what you <laughs> <laughs> No, my last name is Ellenwood. Oh, I apologize. No, you're right. fine. <laughs> What's on your mind, man? Um, well, I kind of had two op- options tonight. Um, it's funny you guys are talking about bearing. Um, I actually repped him at the women's march when I was dating my wife uh 
who used to be a feminist, got her red pills. The other option was um, our crazy birth story for our one-year-old um, last year. Yes. Lee, let's talk crazy birth story. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, you can jump in at any point if you have any questions or comments, okay. but I can try and ramp, not ramble. So it started like 14 days before the birth. My wife was seven months pregnant and our state, Iowa, was hit with the not tornado that Joe Biden referenced recently. <laughs> a swirly whirler. Um, yes. Swirl. Yes. The, yeah. the derecho, um, the hurricane <laughs> that hit Iowa. Okay. Yeah. Completely destroyed our town. Uh, we had no power for seven days. Oh, no. Uh, we, we were totally unprepared. We had no cell service. Um, and like there were gunshots in our neighborhood. Why? And, cool because you know no cell service no power what are you going to do how are you going to get the cops yeah, there yeah so steal some people, shit yeah yeah people kind of went a little crazy um and at that time my wife didn't or we didn't have any guns um so we were kind of totally unprepared we didn't have a generator nothing seven months pregnant in the middle of the <sighs> summer super humid and my wife was just not loving it. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, no. So we literally the next day after all of that happened, drove for 11, 12 hours um, all around the surrounding states, scrounging up supplies. We found a generator in Missouri, tried to buy a gun, but they have a waiting period. Um, so I had to wait till the next day to scrounge one uh, from Iowa somewhere. Um, Finally get power seven days later. Seven days. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, it was not fun. We had a small generator, enough for some fans, but, you know, she wasn't doing too hot. She went to the doctor um, and handed some bad news about her blood. They uh, think she was at risk for preeclampsia. And so they give her a jug and say, in this for 24 hours yeah. um and then she does that she gives it back and then the doctor calls her like two hours protein later. and she has pre yep. Yeah. yeah yep and they're like okay uh we want you to go to get a cuff now and we want you to monitor your blood pressure if it gets above this level you're coming in so i go get a cuff i put it on her and it's above the level already. Oh, um, no. And so we call the hospital and they're like, yeah, you're coming in two minutes ago. Get here. Um, so we go in um, and they're just like, okay, we're going to put you on some medicine, just monitor you overnight. And her blood pressure, no matter what they did, never really went down. Oh, no. Uh, How high was it? It was like 190 over oh. something. Like 190 over 110. Yeah. It it was like severe preeclampsia. The doctor woke us up at 5 a.m. after they took the most recent blood pressure and said, "Um, we're going to induce you. Oh, no, they induced her the night before, I think. And she had no dilation by the morning. And they said at 5 a.m., 
we think the best option is C-section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, she was only seven and a half months at that point. Uh, and we were like, okay, if this is the best option, we should do it. Cause you know, she wasn't dilating at all, even though they had induced and everything. Hmm. Um, and they threw me a bunny suit put on and we all went into the operating room. Ugh, what a fucking and, nightmare. Did it go? Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then, uh, right before 6am, um, May was born. Oh, I love that four, name. Yeah, four pounds, three ounces. Wow. Hey, that's pretty good for seven and a half months. Yeah. Um, and my wife, they sewed her up and her blood pressure went back down. She was on magnesium for a while and she doesn't really remember much. But That's good. Um, oh, my God. What a disaster. But your baby's fine and developed normally and everything? Oh, yeah. Now she's like almost 20 pounds and... She's already walking and running around. Good. Oh. I, was, I was worried that story was going somewhere south, so I'm glad to hear that uh, it did not. Oh, that's so great. Oh, well, I'm glad to hear it. I mean, she'll get preeclamptic next time, but at least she knows what to do. Yeah, we're hoping that doesn't happen. There's ways to reduce it, so we're working mm. on that. Well, congratulations, man. I'm glad it, it went well, all things considered. That is a pretty early baby. Yeah. Yeah, we're pretty happy. We love we're it. Good. Yeah, congrats, and uh, thank you for the call. Yeah, thanks for calling. Yeah, congratulations to you, too. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a great night. You, too. Bye. That's a high-stress situation. I'm just not ready to have another baby. (laughs) Oh, it's nonsense. Yeah. You have no idea what we go through. (laughs) I I mean, I don't, but I also know, like, uh, I don't know that I've seen a larger blonde grin than the day you announced your pregnancy and the day that you came back after your daughter was born. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, and we—that was uh, when we were at the hospital. The nurses were talking about pregnancy. Um, what's how ironic that I would forget this word. What's the what's the word for? You forget what happened during the experience. And it's a natural biological reaction to birth related amnesia. That's it. Uh, Amnesia was the word that was escaping me, which is very ironic. Um, But uh, birth amnesia is supposedly a real effect. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't think so. I remember everything like it was yesterday. Hmm. You're supposed to be eager to jump right back uh, into it. Do it again. Anyway. All right. Elocot. Elocot, you there? Elo. Let him hang out for a minute. Elo. Uh, let's try. Let's try responsible gun owner. I'm glad to hear you're very responsible. What's uh, what's on your mind, responsible gun owner? How responsible? Uh, uh I'm I'm pretty responsible. I I think. Good. I I, I do my due diligence. <laughs> what's on your mind? So uh. I, I've been listening for a long time. It's my first time calling in. Uh, yes, I'm a I'm a little nervous. It's strange because like oh, man. I was totally fine before, but now as soon as I'm talking to you guys, but <laughs> well, thanks for thanks for listening and thanks for calling in. And yes, the pressure, the yeah. pressure is on. We will judge <laughs> yeah, harshly. Right. So yeah. um, so I I thought about doing the the classic thing where I have like three things and I let you guys pick. But yeah. then I realized I really wanted you to pick one of them. So I'm just going to go with that one. That's a good, I, I appreciate that. 
I like yeah. the decisiveness. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. So um, I wanted to talk about uh, trannies in my workplace. Uh, excellent oh, right. choice. <laughs> Whatever the other things were, excellent choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, so I, I work uh, mid-management at a McDonald's, um, and okay. I... I oversee a lot of uh, employees and stuff like that. Uh, I do pretty well for myself. It's it's not too bad or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, I'm the only male manager at my store. Or seriously, more specifically, well, that's probably I, good. And more specifically, I'm now the only male manager at my store because ah. the other one uh, has transitioned. So uh, does does McDonald's cover that? Um, uh, we do have insurance, but I, I have no idea whether or not it, uh, it takes care of that for them. So, so did, uh, this person, you don't have to reveal the identity. Wait, male to female, female to male, uh, uh, male to female. Yeah. Oh, and he yeah. cut it off. Um, not yet. Um, doesn't count. So, Does not count. Right. So like, so I, I, I transferred to the store in February, um, got kind of comfortable. Uh, I transferred there specifically because I'm. Um, a pretty good manager, and they were in a tough spot. Um, and I, I met this guy, uh, got along with him pretty well. He's a gun guy, uh-huh. um, and he's in like his mid thirties. He's got three daughters and a and a slightly below average wife. Uh, Wait, this so... is the guy who transitioned? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. This oh is my all gosh. him. <laughs> all right. Uh, it's kind of strange uh, situation, I suppose. But um, at at first, I didn't know how I was gonna feel about it. I was like, I was like, you know, maybe I can deal with this or or call him whatever he wants to be called. But um, after it like started happening, I just decided not. Like it, I'm, I'm trying to like organize my thoughts on like how everything occurred because like there, there's some specific things that really bother me about it, um, and it took me a while to figure it all out. But so. He he changed his name, uh-huh. and and the thing is, he changed to his name. Rhonda McDonald. I got for that from the live chat, though. <laughs> Rhonda McDonald. Oh. No, okay. So I don't I don't want to like I guess Excellent. say his name out loud. So like my name is yeah. Nick. If I were to call myself Nicole, that's the kind of change he made. It's like fair <laughs> enough. It's basically yeah. his name. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then when he started talking about it, he talked about his new name as if it's another identity so i'm confused as to whether or not it's like identity dissociative disorder you're talking about referring to himself in in third person or something you know they took that out of the dsm okay yes no that's exactly it so like if i were to be like yeah no nick didn't like like this is actual thing he said but i'll just use my name so i don't have to talk about him um Uh, Nick used to not like Reese's, but Nicole loves them. Like, oh man, I I love peanut butter and chocolate, and I'm like, dude, mm. what? Yep, yeah, that's like how he talks in the store. So like, it's it's just a, it's hard for me to not view it as like a mentally ill person being. Well, it know. is. I mean, yeah. What's uh? Do you know much about his family life? Uh. Yeah, I'm kind of like I, I worked with him for like six months before he transitioned. So I got to know him a decent bit. Um, how, how old are the kids? Um, So the oldest daughter is is in her like mid teens. And I think the Ooh. youngest one is like nine or ten. Oh, so they're God. old enough. They're really old enough to, to get it kind of. Oh, that's yeah. going to be social suicide. Yeah. You have yeah. a two oh. mom situation. And it's like even worse than having dyke parents. Is Nicole a mom? Is that... <laughs> 
is that is that the situation like nicole is a mom now i i've decided not to ask any questions uh, uh, pro- that's probably smart <laughs> yeah. from a career yeah from a career perspective what a yeah. nightmare well yeah. i guess keep your mouth shut to the best of your ability don't get drunk around him yeah. because that'll yeah. be a disaster this person you guys share management duties or does this oh, person okay, have yeah. authority over you so, so some of the some of the things I should mention. So so McDonald's, like just to could give you a quick thing. There's the general manager. There's the department yeah. managers. Then there's the shift managers. That's like the hierarchy. Gotcha. Him him and I are the only department managers in the store. The two men, um, and everyone else, all of the rest of it's females. Okay, so he's not your boss, but you. No. He does um, have authority over fact, others. Yep. Yeah, in fact, I'm actually I'm training to be a GM, so I'm technically above him. So. What are his daughters going to do? That is going to be just terrible for them. Uh, if you if you want a bit of a black pill there, Blonde, uh, one of his daughters came to work with him one day just for like a, I think it was like a half hour before the mom, the actual mom, uh, <laughs> picked her up. And she was coloring and she drew a picture of her, her dad in a dress in front of McDonald's and they put it up in the office. That is oh so fucked up. I, I, I was just watching one of those YouTube, <sighs> one of those train wreck YouTube videos about families who do this sort of thing. And there were two little boys in this family, but a sim- almost the exact situation you're talking about. Maybe I'll play it on Sunday. But they're mm-hmm. interviewing the little, the little boys, probably like 10. And he says, mm-hmm. I tell my friends that my dad got into a car accident and my mom walked out. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh and, but he's, he's kind of like, I can't tell if he's joking, if he's serious, but the kid is saying, yeah, basically my dad died and now I have two moms. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that's part of the problem with like destroying like, like children's way of like perceiving the world before they even know like what they're looking at, you know, like, yeah. <sighs> uh, man. All right. Well, thank you for sharing the story. Um, yeah. Any, any final thoughts before we let you go? Uh, oh yeah. Oh, sorry. One last thing, uh, maybe a white pill for blonde potentially. Um, <laughs> We've had uh, we 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 have a bunch of African ladies who work at our store. Um, we have a lot of Africans who work at our store generally, um, and I get along with all of them like pretty well. They actually like that I'm um, uh, traditional. I'm getting married. I don't live with my fiance. Stuff like that. Like they yeah. love that. Um, mm-hmm. We had we we had one quit because of the the tranny situation. Wow. Um, and specifically, I'm I'm the I I deal with all the hiring and the the schedule, so I deal with all the hires and stuff. And so when she was quitting, she called me, and she basically just said, "I am not going to call that man a woman. I will not come to that store. That man is not that man is not a woman." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, yep, fair enough. Yeah, okay. Don't don't let the left confuse you, everybody. Ghetto yep. black people are our natural allies. I, they are. To be specific, they, to be specific, the they are, gonna they be are lit, Africans. Man. Like they're they're from like they're from Africa. So oh like, really? Yeah, yeah. They're Do you like know really where? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. A lot of them are from Liberia. The one who quit is from Ghana. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Nice. Well, thank you. Thank you for the thoughts, man. Appreciate Based. it. And yeah. and um, congratulations on your engagement and all of that. Oh yes, thank you. Uh, shout out to my my fiance. Her her birthday's next week. If you guys want to say happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday! Well, happy birthday! Thank you guys. And uh, have a great night. Thank you for the thoughts. Yep, you as well. Okay, we got time for a couple more here. Puns of steels up next. Puns, you there? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. Puns. Uh, puns. I saw your mic light up for a second. 
That's so funny. Hey, yeah. It's a I'm girl. Here. Oh, wow. A, a <laughs> Surprise. Pun and a female color. Wow. This is fantastic. What's up? What's, what's I, a, can you hear us all right? <laughs> yeah, I can oh, kind oh. of hear y'all. Oh, okay. uh, it's the first time like I've actually called in to any show. So Whoa. y'all should y'all should feel happy. We are honored. Thank you. Um, but yeah, no, I had I had uh downloaded Discord before, like for the purpose of calling in and mm-hmm. completely forgot about it until I like joined a different Discord server and then saw the Beauty and the Beast um server. Yeah. And then just got sucked in by complete randomness. Oh, yeah, yeah. I get a thousand push notifications that just say the N-word in like a day. <laughs> you you have push uh, notifications for this Discord server? It's a disaster. Are you nuts? I don't know why, okay? I know how to turn them off. Because you want to just... see if someone said something mean about you. No, I can do that by <laughs> keyword searching my name. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for the the effort. Um, what What's on your mind? Oh well, um, yeah. I was actually curious if y'all act- if y'all looked at the Discord because it is complete chaos. Um, it's a it's yeah, a hellscape. I look man. at it. It's it's like yeah. if Four Chan had a meaner cousin. Yeah, that's what the Discord is like. Yeah, I've never even been on Four Chan, but seeing this Discord is enough. <laughs> well, don't talk shit. They'll they'll this, come after you. Yeah, they're they well, are no, no, already no, no. they're already I, raging. See, I am appreciative of it. Like yeah. it's it's a healthy respect. Well, the thing about the Discord server too, I, I started using this Discord server for the purpose of this show when I did a call-in show after the 2016 election, and then it kind of just became a thing, and Blonde joined in. So we started using this server just for this specific purpose, and it kind of people wanted to communicate with each other on it so i've been very hands off with it because i want people to be able to talk freely and frankly yeah. i'm i don't i don't have the time or interest to monitor people's conversations that said we know how anonymous internet conversation goes and yeah. uh n word yeah. n word faggot n word n word <laughs> and discord it's, it's, it's free speech it's good you well, sound like dis- a southern gal are you a Southern uh, gal? Yeah. yeah. Are you single? Uh, yes. How old are you? But I'm not saying. Okay. Mm. All right. We do have <laughs> no. It's just every time uh, I get emails from dudes all the day, all all day long. They're like, uh, "Do we have any single uh, followers?" I'm like, "Uh, no. I don't." <laughs> so I figure if a girl calls in, I better I better ask. I'm trying to do some matchmaking. Okay. All right. I, I, I'm oh. in my twenties. That's all I'm saying. Cause, yeah. cause stranger danger and lots of random people. Totally understandable. Um, mm. I was just informed on that topic. I was just informed and I can't say who, cause I haven't given, been given clearance, but someone who's generally familiar to this audience just got engaged through the dating form that we built. For, no freaking way. Yeah. 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 So I hope to they make a, more a dating f- form. Um, yes. Yeah, we do. Actually, that was kind of built by the We've community. We've had a few too. marriages and we had a set of twins born that are named Matt and Rebecca. Yeah, that was the uh, that was the ultimate honor. We did. Yeah. Anyway, so, so if you're single, uh, you sound pretty hot. Let us build your destiny is what we're yeah. saying. <laughs> <laughs> 
is just join a matchmaking service. Yeah, for yeah. real. Unexpectedly. This cannot <laughs> okay. be what you wanted to talk about. Though. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, all of this was completely like beside what I wanted to talk about. Because well, I, well I heard, we should probably get to uh, that. Yeah. Well, so I heard Adam redeemed um, mention uh, the that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of understanding. Yeah. And um, I also really like First um, John four seven through nineteen because it talks about how um, uh, perfect love actually casts out fear. Hmm. So, like, yes, we need healthy respect for fathers, and you know, fear is a part of that. But once we know, like, the perfection of God's love, well, we don't even need to have that fear anymore. Okay. This is all, I, I haven't put a lot of thought to this, but I, I found what he was saying to be really interesting. The idea that, 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 that all of that is the basis for wisdom, that you're never going to achieve your true intellectual potential without starting at that point of reference first. It's not something I've thought about really, but maybe there's a lot to it. You sound wise. Hello? The only way that oh. I sound wise is like just Christ through me, though. Like, that's not oh. me. I'm dumb. <laughs> so we had a mid-20s hot Southern girl call in who's clearly a churchgoer. Please get on the forum. Please get on <laughs> the forum. Come on. They're Maybe. simping in the live chat so hard. Oh, my I'll leave gosh. you alone, though. Yeah, I guess you've won over the audience. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, thank, thank you also, for calling in. Yeah. And uh, did you have a final thought there? Oh, well, I had like a few puns. Also oh, please prepared, do. No, no, please do. Yeah, please do. No, I figured they'd help you out, Matt, like to okay. get ready to share with your kids. Okay. But, uh, okay. I apologize just right now for all of these. No, puns, no, I, but... I can tell these, these are going to be good. I know they are. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Today, I saw an ad that said radio for sale, $1, volume knob, stuck on full. And I thought, well, I can't turn that down. Okay. I like that. Um, then, okay, well, if you, if you thought that one was good, did you hear <laughs> that there was a wedding that was broadcast over the radio? I did not. What's the deal with that? Well, so the ceremony turned out wonderful, but the reception was awful. Oh. <laughs> Ayo. Are these really puns? Kind of. Yeah. Well, they, they can be. All right. You, you, have, you have a third and final for us? I do. I do. Um, so, well, do you want to know why the reception was awful? <laughs> of course. So they had a worst pun contest. And the best part of that was that you could submit multiple entries. So I sent in a bunch, at least 10. Um, and I figured that the more that I came up with, one of them had to win. But unfortunately, no pun in 10 did. Uh, uh, all right. All right. Okay. I like, uh, all right. That one's pretty good. Number two is a winner for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, for, uh, thank you for the puns and thank you for calling in. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you again. It was fun. Thanks. Have a great night. Appreciate Bye, it. Okay, we have we're way behind, but we we'll take we got one more in the queue, so let's take one 
One quick call from Swine Mother, and then uh, we will get to the email question. Swine Mother, what's on your mind? Yeah, okay. So uh, I had a bunch on my mind, but really this is going to go back to last week because um, it just blew everything else out of the water. You had the guy, I think it was like the second guy that came in, uh, maybe the first. Whoever that dude that would, uh, like just waxed poetic about the the, the self-actualization of of whatever like you you self-actualize by the perception of the world oh it was um he was talking about a secular basis for morality right wasn't that the oh, i yeah. i mean it was like 10 minutes so i'm not very sure <laughs> okay like everyone fell asleep in it but it was like this this sort of esoteric talk is is it's somewhat you gotta stop it cut it out it's pointless Right. Like it's the same kind of once you get down the rabbit hole, that shit's cool when you're like uh, 16 or whatever and you want to sound like smart, you know, with, oh, the, with the boys right. behind the, the book club or whatever. Yeah. You know, but it's not really that practical. And it's it's the same kind of thing. It's like a it's a thought process to me that is based around luxury and abundance, which is what we're in, which breeds weakness, obviously. So it's the same route that leads us to pretty much every other problem. This like abstractions what is the nature of man what is the nature of morality in the world around us you know i have i have a serious problem with that becoming like a such a focal point with anything because that's what leads us to basic questions that they don't even need to be pondered oh i'm a man but i was born i was born with a dick but i want a vagina you know, like, well, no, I, like, but, well, see, I would disagree. If you're not squared away philosophically and you don't have a proper moral basis, that's how you end up in those situations. I, you I okay. never get squared away philosophically. Yeah. yeah. Well, here, here's you want a tenet to live by. I'll give you one. OK, because like my basis on sin is if you do it and it feels wrong, that's a sin. You don't have to ask what it is when you feel the guilt in your heart. That's innate. That is a sin. And I'm not like overly religious, but that's. That's pretty much the standard. If it feels bad, it, it likely is. If you feel guilt for it, it likely is. Obviously, there's some environmental causations that can go into that. And if you want to like jump down those moral rabbit holes, you can, I guess. But I'm more about practical realities. But think about like why are we worried about if you were fu- if you were starving, you wouldn't be worried about like w- oh, am I a woman trapped in a man's body? You know, you wouldn't be worried like. Even like the abortion concepts, whenever people were hungry, they weren't worried about like it's it's a it's another life. It was just a thing. So it is the morality of 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 excess, not the abortion thing, but I suppose. But but on the other side of this, what has what has enabled us to achieve a high standard of living? It's asking important questions about the world and investigating. I I understand what. Yes. Yeah. We have to have an inquisitive so, mind. You know what? You know what I think has has allowed us to 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 live in abundance. I'll give you like my one tenant in life, which is be fucking useful. That's it. You don't need another one. Be well, useful. But how are you useful? You have to find the truth in the world to make the best use of it. Yeah. Okay. Was Karl Marx useful? Right. Was Nietzsche? useful sometimes sometimes you swing and a miss yeah but if we all just sit around if if we never try to improve the world around us and we never investigate we never innovate but how do you in what way is is this esoteric abstraction of morality being useful because you have to investigate the world and sometimes you're wrong you get the wrong idea but if we all just say the status quo is perfectly acceptable and never advance from here we never do and we never achieve our true potential Obviously, yes. See, like as a libertarian, I would I would agree. We like we've moved on from 
uh, and like a libertarian nationalist, small L. Let's not go with this fucking worthless party. But uh, right. well, like, that goes without saying, yeah. Well, and like originally, like three weeks ago, my topic was like the splintering of the right and, and like how the right became like a, a a bigger base than what it was used to. Like ten years ago, I would have been considered a liberal, even though I didn't agree with like half their policies. I figured the economic side wasn't going to change but i agree with the social side mm-hmm. but you know we like we with this morality shit we have like a, a a problem where you're pushing it so far like even old school traditional conservatives that i talk to that are you know b- literally like actual boomers uh out in the farmlands which is where i live so like they're fine with gay marriage now they're, they're like yeah whatever do what you but like you know, do what you want. Keep it out of my sight. That's that's pretty much their basis. Like, I don't really care, which is a fine way to be. But if you're going to go like now we're we're arguing over frivolous shit like, oh, uh, if you can, I can I as a man with a dick and a beard go into a woman's bathroom because I feel like a woman on the inside. That's retarded. These are not practical problems. <laughs> OK, like here's the thing. My whole like that whole conversation, if you can pass, no one's going to say anything. If you yeah. can fucking pass, no one's going to say anything. If no one's going to kick shop, Blair White out of uh, out of a bathroom. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. So it, if you can pass, there's no problem. But if you got a deer, like a, a beard and a dick swinging out in a spa, yeah, obviously you're going to cause some problems. I just have this issue where we go down like we, we try to argue like objective morality about shit sometimes, and it isn't really. There is none. Like it's all innate or whatever. We want to abstract things like well, people well, we're talking well, about. Well, is wait, it wrong? If it's a- how can it, it be innate to, and not objective? Because in like intuition is innate, but but that's not necessarily well, the, an objective. But if it's it, like like, well, of course it is. If it's inherent to your being, then it's objective. How would it be subjective? How do how did you decide it if it's inherent to you? All right, so <laughs> pretty uh, that's that's right. So if I just feel something like just innately me, but you don't, you don't feel the same. Right. We have differences what, what, in. Well, uh, let's take homosexuals. Right. Innately, I find uh, men to be unattractive innately, inherently, intuitively. I have zero sex drive towards men. Right. But maybe you do. Well, not you, but someone does. So, like, that's that's a problematic situation where in, innateness doesn't necessarily mean correctness or objectivity that's a well, but, but earlier you were arguing if it feels bad then it's then it's bad but if it doesn't right, feel bad to that exactly. person then how is it bad because morality is subjective wait what you, you've it, lost me on this morality is innate but also subjective it, it well, to be innate it has to be subjective because it's innate no. to you personally no to be innate is is to be natural to be an inherent part of something that's right, objective right, an inherent so it's not like something an it inherent part of an inherent part of you might not be the inherent part of a completely separate well, culture. This is the problem, right? The, I don't want to get down the fucking morality. Right, I thought, I, I thought these about, debates were pointless. I thought we weren't supposed to have these. Well, no, this is fine. All right, like, I, I get practical <laughs> okay. problems. I'm okay oh, with this practical one's practical. Problems. Okay, this well, one's not, practical. Not specifically this one, but, like, I'm talking about if you want to, you don't have to go and question shit to be a, a, your personal rudder in life. Find your own goddamn way, but be useful. That should be your main guiding purpose in life. What is usefulness? I, well, I well, guess that's for you to well, decide. Of course, but but, useful, uh, but, well, of course, but I, I would like to think that I've made use of myself by asking questions. Is that not fair to say? No, I mean, yeah. So, like, there's different... I guess, I mean, I guess so. Practically, probably not. Practically, we could do with less talking heads in the world. I, okay, I well, agree to show. disagree. It's good but, but... Okay, but... <laughs> all right, but it's not... 
All right. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> Later. Wow, that was a disaster. <laughs> I'll just have to agree to disagree on a lot of the premises there, but it's fine. That's all I right. opened up. Um, Do you? You're not on Instagram. But there's this guy nine millimeter. Everybody nine millimeter SMG. I don't know what that means. He posted this video of this black woman uh, falling through a fence, and it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so during that call, I watched it like four. All times. right. Uh, well, potentially, I maybe should have um, checked out the video. I suppose. Anyway, no, I, I don't want to be I don't want to be too harsh. I seriously speaking, I that's exactly the sort of stuff I appreciate. But that's kind of why I was a little frustrated is we're supposed to have these conversations and have these kind of battles to figure out what's true about the world. I believe that that's how we be productive. That's how we advance. That's how we I mean, make a better I world. I was there for a little but, bit. It does get a little bit masturbatory. But then he just uh, drifted into the same thing he was criticizing about you. So, well, th- that's kind of that's kind of what lost me. But I, I don't want to be I, I like calling in and having challenging thoughts. So I appreciate, I don't want to be, I don't want to be too dismissive about that. So fat black women. themselves. (laughs) Thank you. Swine mother. I hope I'm just saying, I hope it didn't come off as too contentious or dismissive. Um, cause I appreciate your thoughts and thanks for calling in. All right. Um, (sighs) we're, we're past due for our, our email questions. We got to get to those. Look this up on duck, duck go. Cause everything that comes up is like inequality about blah, blah, blah. Oh, good. Thank you, DuckDuckGo. Always delivers. All right. Who do we have? Chris M. is up first. And uh, as a reminder, if you'd like to send an email question, contact page of the website. That's how it's done. MattChristensenMedia.com slash contact. Hey, faggots. Last week, um, last week's PPC supporter reminded me of a conversation I had with a friend. In Canada, for various reasons, and I suspect in the United States, there are a great deal of people that feel like they're dealing with fake conservatives when a political party doesn't support anti-authoritarian positions. Do you think their disappointment stems from mistakenly assuming that right work, socially conservative parties, are somehow synonymous with freedom and liberty? Hmm. Should they consider that being socially or fiscally conservative has no guarantee of libertarian leading positions? Of course they should. Like I am a a right-wing authoritarian and you are a freedom-minded conservative there is a big disagreement there's a big gap on the so-called right on this issue between i guess what you would call sort of common good conservatism is conservatism conservativism i always get confused on that i think it's conservatism but common good conservatives versus um what what would be the other side small government liberty minded conservatives individualists yeah it's it's I think there's a large area of agreement, but there's a lot of disagreement about the role of government. And uh, I, I think that's reflected between you and me, quite, quite honestly. And, and for sure about the balance, the proper balance between collective and individual, because pure, as we talk about all the time, pure individualism, like, yeah, OK, I have a nice mowed lawn and I live among I live among dumpster neighbors. You know, nobody necessarily wants that. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other side of it, if the individual is is smashed at the. Uh, at the expense of the collective, then you know, that's that's not a place where the rights of, of people are respected either. So there's got to be some sort of balance between that. Um, but I I don't from from the I guess the more pro liberty perspective of the two, I don't take conservative as an indicator of pro pro liberty to me. Neither do I. Yeah. yeah. It can be. I think it is, but more only than the because last, of the but... distinction on this show, I, I can see why people fall into that trap. Yeah. 
Um, This is from Jay. Would the vaccine battle lines be completely different if Trump had secured the presidency? My guess is that minority groups would still remain hesitant. But do you think middle suburban Democrats would still be as uh, psychotically pro-vax as they are now? Uh, No, I think things would be basically the same, except I don't think that he would have mandated the vaccine. And everybody that has Trump derangement syndrome would have... um, had innate disdain for the entire prospect of the, of the vaccine. I bet coronavirus would would have just gone away. (laughs) It would be, it would be really interesting to watch what the left wing perspective on the vaccine would be. If all other factors remain the same other than the mandate, I guess, but, but Trump was president. Let's say the vaccines worked the same. People had the same concerns about lack of long-term testing and all that. All the things were the same, but Trump is president. What sort of vaccine resistance would exist on the left? A lot, Mm. a lot, I think. Definitely. I mean, they had to shake off the, the taste of project warp speed before they were able to institute these sweeping mandates. Hmm. I remember people, people, the left used to be um, relatively against the vaccine and the initial polling. It it has been fascinating to watch left wing progressives become the biggest fans of big pharma. They, mm-hmm. Big pharma is effectively their god yeah. at this point. It, it, Hilarious, <laughs> weird, weird uh, thing to watch. Yeah. Um, Michael Spear, can I just read these? I don't know why I'm into this. Yeah, sure. As a Christian, I abhor abortion, but the greatest argument against abortion has always been, "Who did you end?" I reject that as a premise but let's move on uh would they have been the next einstein overrated george washington he's pretty cool uh or someone god or fate had destined to be a person that had a huge impact on society it's the only rebuttal to those that only value life outside the womb they can never give up that lie or the whole illusion that it's a clump of cells because it means they are murderers um do you think it's the best case to make to what is basically immoral people no i mean i think if you can't even grasp that you're exterminating a human life that that giving that giving somebody the argument that's so far reaching like in the future this person could have done something i don't think that they're go- they're going to accept that if they won't even accept the premise that it's human life to begin with yeah and uh, p- perhaps it would be an effective argument to some but but as we've talked about in recent weeks when i look at at my son and i think about some bizarre situation in which half the country believes that we could we could have decided to end him months ago and there'd be no moral implications to that. The questions I think about of who he's going to be as a person have to do with his relationship with me and his mom and the rest right, of the family. Right. I mean, it, cool. If he grows up to be a, a very important uh, person of high status, that's great. But the value of his life is not dependent on that. At, at least I think in any moral perspective, we, the idea that human beings are going to determine the value of someone else's life or, or worthiness of life, I think is, is very dicey territory. But of course mm. that questioner is not asking, is that a good moral standard? They're asking, is that persuasive? Um, no, I don't think it's persuasive or a good moral standard. I, I don't know. I, I don't think that that would be likely to persuade anyone. The, the other, cause it, the other problem with the argument, I think is it ignores the other side, which is what if he turns out to be, uh, you know, Hitler. the next, yeah. What if he turns out to be bin Laden or not Hitler? Hitler. Or something? Yeah. Yeah, leave Uncle A out of this. He gets a bad rap, uh, obviously. But yeah, what if he turns out to be evil and a mass murderer? Um, Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer, that's better. He was a piece of shit. (laughs) And the point is, it shouldn't matter. You know, for for all I know, my son grows up to be a criminal. 
And of course, I'm going to do everything I can to not have that happen. But even if he does, does that mean I should have killed him when I had the chance? No, it does not. This is from Sarah. My husband and I are both facing potential job loss as a result of the new vaccine mandate. I'm confused regarding the efficacy of the vaccine given the rollout of booster shots. You should be, Sarah. Does this mean that Pfizer vaccine only provides roughly 20 weeks of protection after two doses, thus requiring we get a booster every three to five months? So we will need at least three doses the next oh year to be God. fully vaccinated. Yes, that is correct, Sarah. Um, Israel is already rolling out a fourth mandated shot to be fully vaccinated. Does the COVID-19 vaccine prevent transmission of the new variants or not? How does a mandate achieve any public health goal given available information? You are asking the right questions now. The coronavirus vaccine will not protect you against subsequent variants, as we saw with the Delta variant. Uh, wasn't it the majority of people <laughs> that got the Delta variant were fully vaccinated? Early early data in the UK originally was reported as the majority, and then they switched it. They said, no, that was backwards. So it was it was 60-40 the other way. But it's I still- haven't seen any evidence that having the vaccine is going to protect you at all from subsequent variants of coronavirus, which are at also... At least from... The, the evidence is largely reduction in symptoms and severity rather than transmission but even there there was news that came out uh, out of the hospital here which of course we were just in and it wasn't a war zone but they're at capacity they're at capacity because they have 20 people hospitalized with coronavirus uh five of whom are fully vaccinated a quarter of them fully vaccinated totally. and 70 percent of the population is fully vaccinated so yeah isn't it interesting how we're at another we're at basically the height of cases almost um, as high as it was over the winter. And yet the vaccine has been distributed to almost three quarters of the population. How do you explain that? I don't know. How do you explain it's that? It's more transmissible. It okay. All right. I mean, well, maybe. Sarah, you're asking the right questions. Um, they aren't worried about public health. That's why even asking these questions is going to raise alarms. Uh, and why uh, people don't give a shit about natural immunity. You, sh- you saw Fauci dance around that question. Well, I, I don't know the answer to that. It's like that's because natural immunity clearly provides you superior protection um, to your stupid pharmaceutical <laughs> vaccine, solution. Yeah, Vaccine immunity is durable. Also, get a, get a booster. Get a booster, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, but you need to get it because you can get COVID for a second time, even though you have natural immunity. People they said um, we, I saw um, one of our Aussie listeners sent us a. Uh, just a crazy piece of Australian news propaganda. And within the first 30 seconds, they said, we need to confront the fact that coronavirus is here to stay. Also, that's why everyone needs to be forced to get the vaccine. Like, <laughs> Are you listening to yourselves? What? It's, it's, then, then why would we even bother? Yeah. She said, finally, if we don't say no now, what happens next? A national health yeah. ID tracking system, shots forever. What do we do? How do we join others and push back? We feel alone. Let me take this. Um, okay. What happens next? What happens next is they're going to stop using vaccine cards because I'm sure people are faking those out the ass. Uh, We're going to get some kind of national health ID tracking system that's going to be digitized. Then they're going to roll out um, booster shots. And if you aren't up to date on your booster shots, up to date on your on your vaccine ID, you're not going to be able to fly. Go to the grocery store. You're not going to be able to work in, in the public health sector. You're not going to be able to do a whole fuckload of stuff. And they think it's going to to minimize our life experience so much that we'll that will comply. The yeah. important thing, I don't want to tell people that are super high risk not to get the vaccine. You know, you have to make your own health decisions. Um, wow, you've really softened on your stance here. <laughs> well, if you have, if you're, if you're fucking old, like real old, and you're going to die anyway, and you don't want to die right now, and you think that COVID or a flu might knock you out, 
um, and you like won a few years with your grandkids, you get the vaccine. I don't give a fuck. But also, I'm not a doctor. But you can't trust doctors. So I don't know what to say here, okay? <laughs> You've really wrapped yourself in a knot now. All right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to do, you know? I don't know I don't know what I would do I'm if I were doctor, 85. But fuck doctors. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. If I if I had like an autoimmune disease, I might consider yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't I wish I had a great answer because so many people are in this spot and I'm I'm really sorry to hear that you are and I you know people have different variations of this spot. The the answer is um if we don't push back on this now, yeah, a lot of I don't know exactly what shit's coming. More shit's but coming. It's coming. More shit's so coming. you gotta decide what that line is for you and, and if it has crossed it, you make your stance, you do what you gotta do, and the fact that you have each other is really what matters in this. Husband and wife who are a strong team can get a lot done. You can build a lot of great things together if you decide that you want to. So above all, stick with each other and make decisions together and and go at them with everything you have. You guys feel alone, but this COVID thing is destroying families. Can you imagine uh, if if either of you was married to some COVID idiot right now that was mandating that they got the vaccine or some shit? It would destroy your family. You feel alone because you don't have a community. But most importantly, you guys have each other. And that is everything. What do you what do you do now? I mean, I know that around here in North Idaho, we have tons of um, we have Health Freedom Idaho. We have entire groups of doctors that are refusing to get the vaccine. The healthcare system is just falling apart because people people are going to quit. Yeah. Um, obviously, there there are going to be a certain percentage of people that have um, vaccine reactions that are going to be vaccine injured. That's going to happen. Them acting like this is 100 percent safe. No vaccine is 100 percent safe. That's crazy. We're not seeing that it's safe. We're not seeing that it's effective. And if you're in a, a low risk group, there's no reason to get it. And then this will never end. If you don't take a stand now, it's going to be like you're getting booster shots for the rest of your life. For what? For your fucking job? You got your husband. You guys have each other. That's great. And oftentimes uh, things that feel like the foolish decisions end up being great decisions. You you find a new opportunity that's better for you. So. As we've been saying this whole time, I can't tell everyone what your personal line should be. That's really up to you to define. But I think everyone should have that in mind and be committed to making changes if your line has been crossed. It sounds like you guys are probably right right about there. Yep. Yep. You're asking the right questions. And I think that the answer to the questions is, uh, you know, in that you're asking them. They're not getting answered by public health officials. They clearly don't care about the answer to these questions. Hmm. Young man, old soul. Hey, guys, in regards to Biden's new speech, I'm curious, what are your thoughts on the new vaccine or weekly testing ultimatum? I'm not quite as bothered by the testing aspect because they can jab my cold, dead arms. As long as no one is shoving it up there to tickle my brain, I wouldn't worry about sending the government my lower nose boogers. My works wellness check app that I have to text every day before work is much more annoying, even if it's less invasive. I mean, this is all stupid and pointless. Uh and invasive. I mean, I guess testing is not nearly as invasive. I mean, it's still a huge cost burden on the business, though. Who gives a fuck about the business? They don't have to do this. Well, yeah, that what I'm saying is it's also uh, not legally square and, in my view, immoral for the federal yeah, government to be yeah. imposing that on the business. Yeah, surely. But if I were in some kind of financial bind where they were like, get the vaccine or get tested weekly or lose your job, I would get tested weekly. Yeah, it, it, that's uh, for people who want to avoid the vaccine and, and potentially want to stay in their job. If your job is offering you that option, because, of course, not all will. It's just what the feds say they can offer. But they might because of costs and other factors or maybe they want a vaccinated staff fully. Not everybody's going to get that option either. A lot of people are going to face yeah. get the vaccine or get the hell out of here. <sighs> um, if I was in that situation, though, I, I guess I could see doing it. Um, 
I would pick testing over the vaccine personally if it was me. Mm-hmm. If that Why was an option. Why can't you just get an antibody test? Like, because we don't care about that. That doesn't count. Yeah, because we don't care. We or want ID. submission, not immunity. That's, that's Exactly. Yeah, we're missing yeah. the point. Greg says, we're stuck playing the thought experiment of Trump's potentially terrible Afghan withdrawal versus Biden's actual debacle when we should be asking if we would even be out of Afghanistan without Trump's deal. Your thoughts? Hmm. Um, We should be asking if we would even be out of Afghanistan without Trump's deal. I mean, are we really out of Afghanistan? Well, we are now. No, no. We may have troops out, but are we forever out of Afghanistan? I mean, we've made a, a total mockery of our government on the world stage. Nobody yeah. takes our military seriously. We've done uh, horrible damage to our image. Yeah. Uh, Afghanistan is going to remain a lingering problem for us domestically forever. and internationally. Yeah, I agree. I can see um, a future where we have to send, where we have to send troops back. <laughs> yeah. Well, and to his point, there is something of a, disconnect or an inconsistency in Biden and Biden supporters saying, well, look, man, he was he's the president who got us out of there. Yeah, it was messy, but he's the guy who finally did it. Also, we had to follow through with this plan because Trump negotiated it. Remember, yeah. that's why yeah. it was a da- disaster is because Trump negotiated it. Well, right. You can give credit where due or criticize. A, I, I don't understand how the disaster was Trump's fault, but also Biden deserves credit had for to do. Right, 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 right. making it happen. Um. I don't know. Or was um, obligated to follow through on Trump's plans. Yeah. Or his yeah. disastrous plans. So but he's not responsible. Whatever. It, would we would we be out of it? I guess the, the, to answer his question, if Trump was, let's say Hillary Clinton was president prior to this and Joe Biden won after, would we be out of Afghanistan? Now, I don't think there's any chance that Hillary would have ever got us out of Afghanistan. You think? Do you, am I wrong on that? Well, I mean, if they did it during the Biden administration, I don't see why they wouldn't have done it during the Clinton mm. administration. Well, because nobody nobody war hawks like Hillary Clinton. Come on. Yeah, but maybe they're just <laughs> regrouping for another opportunity to war hawk somewhere else. Yeah. And, and like, I'm bored in Afghanistan. Let's find out. You think Biden had good Afghanistan. dronings on the way out to Hillary's dronings would have been. <laughs> yeah. Top cat. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. would have killed 20 civilian children <laughs> under two. She would have killed babies who had babies on her way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, G David T. If God is infinitely good, how can he punish a child for eternity who hasn't learned enough to offend him? Mm. There are um, uh, multiple references in the Bible in protecting God, protecting the innocence of children. Like has anybody ever claimed that God is going to indiscriminately send non-Christian children to hell? Um, Did we ever say that? Well, that was kind of discussed. That was discussed briefly at the end of the Sunday stream. I think that was one of the final super chats was something about something about whether God would send people or even children who haven't even had the chance to encounter him to hell for the, the sin of not even being aware of him. No, of course not. Uh, you're, you're protected by your ignorance. It's the rejection mm. of Jesus Christ. That is the, the, the grave sin. Oh, you have to actively know and reject. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I don't know anything about church teachings or biblical teachings on that. I have no idea. Um, I, I, I would personally not be comfortable with a, a moral framework that says, because you've never encountered the moral truth, you're to be punished for not upholding it. Um, yeah, no. Um, that's, that's, yeah, I don't know. I don't, that, that standard is, uh, maybe there's something I'm missing. If someone wanted to make the, the, the case in favor of that i'd like to hear it maybe i don't understand it 
Uh, Nick and Amy, we got married on the 4th. And as longtime listeners, we want to ask both of you your advice for newlyweds. Also, mm. congrats, Matt, on the baby. Thank oh, you. okay. I, I got the best advice for newlyweds. Okay. Take the number of days that he wants to have sex and the number of days that you want to have sex and average them and then have sex that much every week, <laughs> no matter very, how much neither of you wants to for the rest of your marriage. It's very mathematical. Yeah. Um, well, congratulations. First of all, I'm trying to think what has made, uh, well, obviously don't, I, I guess I try to, I tend to think of like threats to the, to the peace and the security of, of the marriage. Um, don't, <laughs> that is not, totally sex and finances break people up all the yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but don't, uh, don't let any conflicts linger. I know that's kind of cliche, but the best thing about having the ring on your finger is even like when some, you just argued about some bullshit and you're kind of mad at each other. You have that symbol and know that, okay, that person's not going to walk out the door and they're not going to leave and they're not going to disappear from my life. So keep, just keep your vows at, at, at the front of your mind. Even when it's hard to do that, even when you think you've just yelled at each other or you're in a bad spot or something like that, just, just remember the commitment that you made to each other. And um, i trying to think of other things that have worked out really well for us just strategically. Um, uh, put me on this, put me on the spot for like, I, I don't, I, the reason I'm having trouble thinking about this is because I've enjoyed my marriage for the last year. You know, it's, yeah. I, it's, yeah. so whatever we're doing for us is, is working. Um, and that's, I think that's because we made good picks. You know, if you, if you pick the right person who shares your worldview and shares your sense of humor, there might be a, a hiccup here or there, but you know, every, every, there's not a lot of chores to do because it doesn't feel like a chore. It just feels like it's supposed to be. And um, I would say from the husband perspective, when, when, when my, when my wife makes those efforts of like, you know, making a meal or uh, you know, just, just the, like <laughs> here I did, I did this, I, I did this chore. I made you a meal or whatever. It works that way for husbands too. But that's that's what makes me feel the best about um about the household and about our relationship is like when when we're contributing value to each other yeah in the ways that we do it so try to be conscious of that like it's your job to build a good life for yourself and each but just how how are you how are you contributing value to that person's life on a daily basis what what is it that you're doing yeah i guess Definitely. that's what i try to think about and and she thinks about that too my husband does the dishes it's amazing hmm he always does the dishes. It's not because he wants, he, he just like is mad about it or anything like that. It's because he yeah. um, thinks that I have poor spatial reasoning and I can't figure <laughs> out how to most effectively maximize the dishwasher space. Yeah. So if he even hears me doing the dishes, no matter what he's doing, he'll be like, nope, get out. Nope, stop. No. <laughs> it's out. not out of kindness. It's recognition of female incompetence. That's what it you're saying. Is. Um, he's like, why would you put this pan here? There are no rooms for plates. And I'm. I- <laughs> In all of my stupid overthinking there, I missed the obvious thing, which is have a kid. You know, the greatest oh thing God, that we've yeah. the greatest thing that we've achieved together is is that oh, little yeah. boy. And yeah. uh I I I watching her take care of my son is uh it's one of those things that's just right. It's just the way that it's supposed to be. And I, I can't the things that she's able to do with our son, I can't do, obviously. There are going to be things that I can do with him later in his life that she won't be able to. So, yeah, I I can't. You know, I if you think you love your wife now, or you th- I, I don't know who the writer was. You think you love your spouse now? 
there's going to be new layers of your appreciation once you guys have a kid. Once I hope you have that a you kid. Do. Yeah. Definitely. Um, hockey fanatic, I'm worried the anti-vax wing of the Republican Party will keep the moderates away or even push them towards Democrats, similar to the gun control party, the Democrats mm. pushing away moderates. Given that the vaccine was developed under the Trump administration, do you think Republicans should take more credit or soften their stance to be more appealing? No, hmm. I don't think we should change our stance so we can appeal to retard normies and people that are still <laughs> moderates in 2021. Fuck those people. Absolutely not. This vaccine is there is something gross in it. And there's a reason that they're trying to give it to us, even though a lot of us like me have natural immunity and I'm still going to be subjected to a mandatory vaccine. Yeah. And I, I, on the anti-vax uh, labeling there, this is the question that we've had to answer for the last year plus is, is what does that mean? You know, is it, I, I, I fully support every individual's um, right to assess the risks and benefits of the vaccine for themselves. I don't consider myself anti-vax and I'm not telling you not to get the vaccine. So for me, I'm not softening my stance on the vaccine itself. Or, or considering my stance on that, I'm considering my stance on whether you have the right to decide whether to inject a foreign substance into your body or not. And that to me, that to me is a question of such moral clarity that I would never soften on that any more than I would soften on whether you have the right to stab a person for their own good in any other context, even if it's to appeal to other people politically. Um, if you don't have base level moral convictions and we're just kind of putting our finger in the wind politically to try to please people. Maybe you win an election or two, but it doesn't lead to, to good living. It doesn't lead to a good society. It doesn't lead to a good country. So I, I wouldn't matters. It matters legally. So I wouldn't bend on those principles of freedom at all personally. And, and I don't think our country is designed to, that's why they're, that's why these are, these are, you know, bill of rights, declaration of independence, philosophy type questions these are supposed to be foundational they're not supposed to be kind of peripheral things that maybe we uh maybe we fudge around to try to get people to agree with god we have fucked this up so badly hmm. uh dangerous aoc is a hypocrite spaces recently info came out that said that a total of 46 countries the u.s was ranked last in how much the population trusts their nation's media <laughs> I have a theory as to one of the reasons for that lack of trust. I'm curious about your thoughts. Most people don't have time to verify what the media says. Bullshit. But last year, a huge amount of people were stuck at home. Maybe they saw a Trump press conference and then saw how the media lied about what he said. Maybe they heard outlandish claims and being stuck at home. They could check them again and see all the times the media lied, regardless of what you think of the legitimacy of the election. Trump gained about 12 million more votes despite nothing but negative press coverage. My theory is that people had nothing but time to realize Trump was not the person the media presented him as. What do you guys reckon? Could there be something to this idea? Or am I just talking out of me ass? Um, that there, there might be some some value some value to that. I think that, that that might be true. I think more of it is uh, just that we had a country that seemingly was functioning, but was basically rotten on the inside, and now we're seeing the wheels come off, um, and it's very hard to deny. Uh, even for normies, it's hard for them to look at the situation that we're all in and uh, still trust the media, the government. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, maybe people had more time to to be more discerning, but that's not people how how people work. If you're not a person that's intellectually curious or discerning about the information that goes into your brain, then you'll just spend the free time that you have filling your brain with garbage. You're not going to be like, oh, 
I'm smart now. Like I care what the media says. So I, I don't know. Maybe. There could be something to this. Um, it's it's possible. I think the only alternative explanation I would consider, and maybe this is just recency bias, but um, have the quality uh, uh, has the quality of the lies stayed the same, or have they worsened a lot more in the last year or two? Um, if I think we assume they stayed that, the same, man, probably. I don't know. The, I, to me, the the outright lying and the agenda drive of the media is the worst I've I've ever seen over but the course of maybe it was always that way. Maybe, maybe it was just the topics they were driving on were less significant or, or may, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's hard to judge. How do you, what is the metric by which you judge volume or severity of lying? You know, that's kind of a, that's a tough one. to. And they lie down, to but. us about, uh, about foreign, uh, foreign wars all the time. They yeah. lie to us about diplomatic processes. It's, it's like stuff that people don't care about. And then it got, it got deeply involved in our lives. And now everybody's yeah. like, oh, they're such liars. It's like, they've always been liars. And they're not they're not mutually exclusive, even if I, my thinking about are they lying more strongly or severely now? Well, even if they are, if people have the time to investigate those lies more freely, I mean, both of those things can work in tandem. Maybe too. they're lying more blatantly now. Yeah, maybe. Thank you. McMonahan, um, dear fellow whites, what do you think about <laughs> starting two A demonstrations in your towns? That would be something like assembling around a town hall for a few hours every Saturday and encouraging more locals to join hmm. join it. Tell- let me let me opine on this, Mister Fed McMonahan. <laughs> I can't answer that. There's nothing wrong with a two A demonstration. Uh, to to answer this as sincerely as possible. Um, I, I do believe th- I don't think that's a fed question. He's not, there's that nothing. Is, Hello, fellow whites to a <laughs> demonstration think, in I your towns, assembling town hall, encouraging more locals talk, to joke. And this is militia talk. If I can't talk about exercising your second amendment rights then what the hell can I talk about? We can't you know? talk about half the things that we want to talk about on this show. Because Yet we Susan, somehow still do. Susan, Susan, you let's just live slut. to see another day. Uh, the, uh, how about uh, it's a loosely related um, topic to what he's talking about. But I do think that, that we need some level of, of increased or additional comfort with just the sight of firearms in our society. Like when I, I go agree. to the grocery store or the gas station, I see some old man carrying a huge 1911 on his hip. And we could talk about FUDs all we want. Maybe it's not the premier choice for a carry gun. Have your dispute all you like, but I just appreciate that, hey, here's a guy of maybe a bygone era where having a firearm openly on your hip was not a weird thing. You could do yeah. that and people didn't look at you like you were some kind of terrorist. That's true. And you know, open carry is not my preferred method for my own reasons. I think tactically it's not necessarily advan- advantageous. You know, I, I suppose I'm not looking to draw attention to myself as another but on the other side of this, the guys who are like, no, I'm all about open carry. That is a benefit is people will see people open carrying and realize, oh, that's just a guy. That's just a normal yeah. citizen conducting his business who that's happens true. to have a firearm. And I can appreciate what they're doing there, too. So I, th- I think there's something to that. Now, um, <laughs> am I going to organize these Fed Post requested demonstrations? I don't know. Uh, I think that one was sincere, though. I don't think that was an FBI agent. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry, McMonahan. Uh, McFedda man. McMonafed. I don't know. <laughs> Maria Wolf, have you heard of Freedom Phone or have any recommendations about it? I don't even know what that is. What are your recommendations for phone security? My husband has deleted all Google products on his phone, but he can't download apps and loses a bunch of functionality. Doing so, he also uses a VPN. 
We're considering Freedom Phones, but I don't know its alternative to music storage. All of mine is on YouTube. Um, Word if I download Google products on a Freedom Phone, it would defeat the purpose. Hmm. What do you recommend to decrease the innocuous evidence they'll use to send us to the Gulag? You know, I used to be so worried about this. And then I was talking to somebody about this this three felonies a day. Everybody um, unknowingly commits three felonies a day. And, you know, if they look through any of our search histories, like everybody's got something fucking weird on their computer. Mine is all of my weird OCD research um, that has driven me to some dark places. (laughs) But but they would think that I was totally insane. And if they don't find anything, they'll just invent something. You're not going to protect yourself by protecting your data. It's not going to happen. If they they Mm. want to send you to the gulag, you know, show me the man and I'll show you the crime. That's what they'll do. So I just wouldn't worry about it. They have all of the data. I mean, don't get obsessed with personal security. I, I, I view this a lot of the way I view my kind of personal consumer habits, which is, you know, if, if you're going to tell me that Gillette is the best a ma'am can get, I guess I'll find another razor. You know, all and, and if you're going to subway, if you're going to throw Megan Rapino in my face, maybe I'll choose yeah. a different sandwich yeah. shop for the day. But you can't let yourself lose sanity. At some point, you, you have to allow yourself to participate in society and you got to pick your battles. So. Am I, am I, this is, I make, I make the show using Microsoft products or Apple products or a bunch of stuff that I know in an ideal world, I wouldn't have anything to do with, but that's kind of the reality of getting stuff done. And I, so I view those questions a lot in that same context. You do what you can and you accept what you must to remain productive and, and continue conducting your business on the topic of freedom phone. I don't know that much about it, but I would encourage um, the the questioner, or the the emailer, or anyone interested in it. I've seen a few articles here and there about how it's like weird Chinese produced nonsense crap. I I don't know personally. I haven't done my own vetting, but just be aware that there are some questions out there about where Freedom Phone is coming from and who's producing it and whether or not it it represents true the the, the values that it claims to represent. Again, I'm not saying it's a fraud. I don't know. I've seen so some you, people making some claims. Buy one immediately and put all of your data on it. I guess. Like Just do your investigation on Freedom Phone because there's there are some people with with some skepticism about it. Joshy boy, good evening, man blonde. Do you believe individualism? Oh, geez, here we go. Can sometimes <laughs> get in the way of society. Look yeah. at our nation now and how the new generation seems to be obsessed with being unique and different from everyone else. Every day there seems to be a new gender of some sort or some new pronoun to memorize. Do you believe that collectivism could be helpful in certain aspects of society? Um, I did make a video about this a long time ago. It was about the Enlightenment. Um, I think that both individualism and collectivism have elements that can destroy any given society. Uh, I think that as a nation, we are far too obsessed with superficial elements of uh, of um of individualism. Like when you look at people in Antifa, they all like they have their tattoos situation and their hair color and their, their weird penis situation or whatever, but that's all relatively superficial. I mean, in, in terms of diversity of thought, they they want none of that. Uh, So I think that we should have a healthy diversity of thought uh, enough to be able to um, boil down any set of ideas and find what the best idea is. But uh, in terms of individualism, I think a society should largely be homogenous. That's that's how everybody will get along better. Uh, and that is just that's collectivism, isn't it? I think they both clearly can have their uh, flaws, faults, 
dangers, I suppose. If you if you go all in on one at the expense of another, we were just talking about that, that um, individual degeneracy unchecked can certainly collapse a society. Collectivist yeah. authoritarianism at the expense of the individual can yeah. certainly collapse a society. We've seen that a bunch. I think that on balance, preserving individual rights is the way to achieve prosperity. Um, and I, I think that's demonstrated. But that's not to say that collectivism itself is inherently without value. I think I think the big distinction for me, obviously, you want community. You want shared values. You want to be around people right. you trust and you get along with. But what is the basis for how is that collection formed? How is that collectivism formed? Is it formed by some sort of top down authority forcing your membership or is it formed by a collection of individuals consenting to that arrangement? So it, my preference obviously would be the latter. It's not that I, I hate community. I love community. I want community. Exactly. But it's got to be community that I choose and that upholds the right values. And I and I have to retain the right to leave that community and go somewhere else if they become a bunch of wrongheaded degenerates themselves. So that's that's why individualism on balance is more important to me. But individualism with no respect for collective values is I mean, that's that's how you end up as a weird pink haired tranny living amongst amongst dumpster neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. That's how that That happens. All right. We actually have a lot of super chats. Okay, let's uh, let's get to the chat. And um, did I say I would pick up? Oh, I picked up on Tippy Stream last time, but I've I've kind of ignored Tippy Stream a little bit. So let me get into a couple of those. Oh, okay. Um, Phil and we got Phil. We have to pay Phil his due. Phil says. How until GOP apologists start again with the uh, or how long until I think he means how long until GOP apologists start up again with the based Hispanic takes after this failed recall in California? The GOP takes the smallest bump in non-white voters as license to continue the destruction of American nation. We need a new party. Uh, Whatever. I don't know what. uh, What hope anyone other than the the Democrats had in California? Uh, I'm not. Yeah. I don't know what you campaign on as anything but the Democratic Party in California to win that state. And it's anyone finding silver linings in what just happened in California, I think, is is foolish. If you're going to look yeah, and say, oh, like, well, like, look at the look, we we got the X amount of this vote and we checked that box in this vote. Who cares? Dude, the, the, the writing could not be more. It could not be written more boldly on that wall. You have yeah. to get the hell out of that place. Mm. So. You know, on on that we can certainly agree. Phil, that place is that place is a lost cause. Long Dong John says, <laughs> "Who had Nicki Minaj retweeting Tucker Carlson and getting suspended? Did she get suspended? <gasps> Did this just happen? No way! On their twenty twenty one bingo cards, be honest. And Matt, I, Matt and I once made love, and took uh, <laughs> I took one look at the size of his balls, and knew he took the vaccine sellout. That's that that one's made up. That one's not even true. My did Nick? Did Trinidad. she get? Sus- <laughs> did That's she so get? Great. If true. Uh, oh, that was a Nicki Minaj joke. Sorry, that one went over my head. I, that yeah, was a Nicki. Did that happen? Well, the joke was the reference to Nicki Minaj's original tweet about her cousin getting swollen testicles from getting. Oh, yeah, vaccine. yeah, I got that. I, I, that went over did, my head. All right. Did she actually get suspended? It, OK, here's the headline of the Daily Beast two hours ago. White House visit Twitter jail. Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj's claims go up in smoke. The rapper said she was in Twitter jail, but Twitter said it had not penalized her for her COVID tweets. Meanwhile, the White House said it had not invited her for a visit. So 
She's claiming she got suspended, but Twitter is saying that she was not. Hmm. Nicki Minaj, three hours ago, Salon. Nicki Minaj vows I'll never use Twitter again after backlash over viral COVID vaccine post. She doubled down on her to. COVID vaccine. We need vaccine you, skepticism. Nicki Minaj. Oh, she went on an Instagram live rant. Ooh. So uh, let, well, this sounds like maybe a potential Sunday topic. We'll probably have to leave it for that. But Okay. I never thought, th- speaking of things you never thought or expected in 2021, I never thought to be sitting around the internet, like nodding my head saying, yeah, Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj. is onto something here. If only just, if only just telling the authorities to pound sand, you know, I don't have to, I don't care what her opinion on the vaccine is, but just telling people, just having the balls to tell, to tell people to eat shit and shut the hell up because she retains the right to have her own opinions about the vaccine. I, I'll appreciate that. Even if her opinions about that vaccine are nonsense, I don't, I don't know if they are and I don't care if they are, but they're, it's her decision to make. She's also a lyrical genius. Hmm. I can't say toss my salad. Like his name. Romaine is one of her lyrics. (laughs) She, uh, yeah. And she's, she's the genius behind WAP. Isn't she? No, that's the other, uh, Oh, that's not her generic black chick. Um, Oh, I got them. What's her name? Giant ass. Oh, Cardi B. Cardi B. That's Yeah. Sorry. That's I did. I should (laughs) never confuse them. You're right. All right. Um, Let's see. I could I could refresh over on Tippy Stream here and grab a couple more. Uh, l- let's see. The founding fathers said, "Well, we must um, vigorously, uh, vigorously vocal. We must be vigorously vocal to secure our rights. As neither anyone else nor the government will, we must be sure to not destroy them, to not destroy the economy. This is because they wish this to happen, and in their philosophy." Uh, it is in their philosophy of the great reset. Be vigilant. Well, man, at the, at the, what do you do though? I, I, yeah. I, perhaps that's true, but it's like, how do you stand up for your rights without walking away from your job in many cases? That's really hard. People are going to face some difficult decisions. And yeah, it's like, uh, if, if you have to, I don't know if you have to wreck the economy to stick up for yourself, then I guess that's what must be done. But you're not really doing that. That's the decision that was put in front of you. That's what was demanded of you. It's not the choice that you made. Yeah, man. Uh, The olden one. We cannot secede from each other. We must um, or we would not be able to provide a sufficient defense to the CCP. And neither nation would uh, become the common defense would come to the common defense of the other. The world needs a hegemon and uh, it will have to be uh, there. There will have to be one regardless of us. Uh, should the U S uh, should it be the U S of the CCP? Well, man, <laughs> I really, I understand what you're saying that we probably would be at a disadvantage relative to other global powers. But at the same time, if we're surrendering to people who have the same communist philosophy, what's really been achieved. It's like, do right. you want to be taken over by communist a or B? I'd, I guess I'll choose death fighting them both if I have to. Um, I, and I, I, I understand. I mean, I understand the practical argument you're making, but team up with these communists to defeat those communists. I just, I, I just like choose it. not. I just choose neither. I don't want either of them. Adele, the redneck says word of advice for you, Matt. You said you already bought your son's first rifle, right? Let me tell you from experience. Um, do not tell him how to disable the safety until he's at least four. I all right. I, I will. That's I will a good. Do that. That's a good idea. <laughs> Thank you. I hope the uh, the double wide is 
everyone in the double wide is is well down North Carolina way. All right, I'm set on Tippy Stream. The guy in Maine, uh, there will have to be a decision of the people to take action by the people for the changes to be made for the people. Yeah, we're going to have to make some decisions, guys. Pee pee poo poo man says, when does mommy milk go on sale? Fucking gross. <laughs> it laid us. The Rosenbergs were executed for giving our nuclear secrets to the Ruskies during the Cold uh, War. Oh, okay. Kirsten S. The last guillotine used in France was in September 1977. That is true, but there was a public execution by guillotine of a serial killer, an Italian serial killer in the 30s. There's a you would definitely go watch if you could, right? Four thousand percent public execution in your town. Yeah. Well, it depends on what the person did. Let's say whatever that guy did. Serial killer. Oh, yeah. He raped and murdered a bunch of chicks. So, yeah, I'm in. Hmm. But if it's like some drumhead thing where they're like, get him and he didn't really do anything. Zelda kissed Link. Can Blonde say Dr. Fauci? And that funny (laughs) singing voice. So funny. I started saying that at work. Love you guys. You keep me sane. During divorce, during my divorce, oh, man. man. Sorry to hear it. Sorry, dude. Sorry. But uh, that kid, man. I... Poor little <laughs> tismy guy. I just felt so. I had to talk about it because they put him out there, but I, I, you know, I take no joy in it either. Stop putting all these retards in front of us, and we can't make fun of them. Like Greta Thunberg. <laughs> Uh, knuckle honky buck. My internet was down for the Sunday stream, so here's some of my weekly shekels. Press F in the chat to pay respects for Norm McDonald. Mm. Love you, Norm. We'll miss you. Yeah, thank um, you, man. Kevin Smith. Anybody else noticing shrinkflation when you go to grocery shopping lately? Oh, as in products are smaller to, to, to accommodate um, higher prices. They just make the great. product, the size of the volume of the product, less. Yeah, uh, that's a strategy. Yeah. You either have to raise prices or you have to sell less of the product. And I, I understand why producers would uh, aim for less product at the same price. Charles, you says, Matt, show feet. We haven't done that since 2016. <laughs> it uh, was a one time thing. One time thing. Rogue thought Biden said it's not, you know, that was for $20. So. Yeah, we were a cheap date back then. We were, yeah. Uh, Biden said it's not about freedom or personal choice. An American president actually said that. It comes down to freedom versus control. I will not comply. Right on. Right it, yeah, it is pretty baffling. I, 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 I've mentioned it many times, but yeah, I was sitting at this computer screaming, listening to that speech. I couldn't believe the words he was saying. Okay, I was like, I'm going to mess up this Muslimy name, but it's actually just Mabal's is Harry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Been, been a rough last 24 hours. Governor Newsom's getting to keep his job and Norm dying. I know, man. Yeah. Such bad news yesterday. Black magic. How many shoes does it take to change a light bulb? Trick question. Uh oh, where are we going with this? I'm like shoes. <laughs> I can't read that black magic. That's funny though. I have to see it though. I want to see it. Knuckle hunky buck. Forget baby shark. Shark. Get your kid hooked on adult shark videos. Yeah, that's the Chad move. <laughs> Why not both? Um, the balls is hairy. Her to him is an addictectomy. The other way is a. Chop a dick duff, chop a dick off of me, chop a dick off of me. There we go. Ah, add a dick to me. There, there it is. I like it. All right. <laughs> I said it wrong. I fucked up your joke. Uh, Knuckle Hunky Buck says the only reason Knuckle Hunky Buck ever refers to Knuckle Hunky Buck in third person is because Matt has a hard time reading Knuckle Hunky Buck. I do. I don't know what it is about that name. This Knuckle too Hunky many Buck. Buck. 
It's I a gave hard my one. truck a man's name, but I always refer to her as she. When people ask why, I point out a cap under the hood that says trans fluid. Also said, being useful is a detriment, detriment if you're being useful to the enemy of truth. See, useful idiot. Ah, yeah, that's a fair point to the to the call earlier. Yeah, that was a painful call. I just... Useful to whom or to what? And but that's that's exactly why you got to have those moral questions and that philosophical clarity because, mm-hmm. yeah, use um use to what? If it's not used to the proper order of the world, then it's not. It's not usefulness. It's something else. It's destructive. Mm-hmm. Holden Mulray. Hi, Truth Secrets. I started parking on my neighbor's lawn. He confronted me about it, and I told him it was the same as parking in my driveway because it was in the penumbra of my driveway. God ah. bless. Well done. Excellent use of penumbra, a word that basically nobody knows what, what it means. Someone um, gave us another context outside of Roe v. Wade. I forget what it was, but there was – wasn't it astrophysics or something? Penumbra, they used like the shadows of planets or stars on other bodies out there in space. That's where you hear the term penumbra. Yeah, I, I still, it's only Roe v. Wade for me. Whitey on the moon, you need some dad jokes now? Tell your wife you're worried about the calendar. Why? It's days are numbered. Mm. Boo! <laughs> ha, you know, two men were arrested for stealing a calendar once. They each got six months. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, I see you. Long Don John. Uh, what would be an interest? What would be interesting is what the left would do if Trump issued an identical vax mandate to Biden. Potential unifying moment. I don't know. I, was, I would love to see these alternate realities play out. Trump would be a fascist if he did it. You know he would. Yeah. But man, yeah. it'd be interesting to watch. M. Max says, Mountain Blonde, I am the only one in my family that's not vaxxed. I live far away, only go home once a year. My parents are vaxxed Nazis. They keep pressuring me on it, saying I can't come to family events unless vaxxed. What is Ugh. your take on this? Um, fuck your family, man. It's... I hate to go all Stefan Molyneux with this. Uh, what is it called? I almost said FUPA shit. What is it called? <laughs> we're we're at that time where our brains are. Oh, are my done. God. What do you mean FUPA shit? What are you talking about? When you um, stop talking to your family, when you cut your family out of your life because of their egregious behavior. Oh, oh I don't know. My There's an God. acronym for that? I don't know. FIFU. Oh. Not FUPA. <laughs> so- <laughs> if they have a bad enough FUPA, it might be a DFU. <laughs> My yeah. God, my brain. I've never heard that term. I don't know what that what is. What happened? Um, but but man, like, what are, what are you supposed to do? They're putting you in a situation where they're trying to control your bodily autonomy, your yeah. health. They're giving you a major ultimatum. I'm listening to myself now. We'll talk later about this. Um, <laughs> giving you a major ultimatum, and uh, that's not fair. That's not fair. It's your decision. And if they won't let you see your family, then I agree. You stand strong. Yeah, if it was me and my parents tried to do that, I would I would have one conversation where I said, listen, uh, if, if this family is not going to be um, organized around the idea that we each kind of control our own medical affairs and our affairs within our own houses, I, I don't know what sort of common agreement we're, we can we can have at that point. If you don't, I respect your right to make your decisions and handle your house and, and your personal decisions as you want. If you don't grant that same respect to me. I mean, that sucks. It sucks that you prioritize your medical decisions and your politics over your family itself. But that's their decision to make. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. they made the decision. You did not. They did. Yeah. You they did imposed on decision. you. Yeah. You didn't. Exactly. It, it, in a reverse world, would you say to them, I can't believe you got vaccinated. I'll have nothing to do with you. Right. Right. 
And Mac would they have a said, problem? Don't with worry you doing about it. it. I'm not getting the vax. Um, I'm just hoping they'll see how crazy they are and let me come. I hope so too. I'll pray for you. But you might. You have to decide for yourself. But you might call their bluff too. I mean, if, yeah. if if you actually made your family have a holiday without you because they won't tolerate you because of your medical decisions, maybe they'll come to some sort of realization that that that's outrageous. That's not what families do in any healthy sense. Exactly. Knuckle honky buck. No pun we left the Afghan weapons specifically to ensure that they would be a problem for the next 20 years. It's all part of the plan. Uh, yeah, maybe. I know there's Who's a lot of theories, <laughs> a lot of theories out there about, did we just watch a total incompetent disaster or did we watch an intentional plan? Yeah. And it's so yeah, bad. Intentional that, plan. It's so bad that I'm kind of warm to those ideas. Yeah. Steven Suarez, I'm so sad to inform you all that my Matt is considering the jab if required for the job because he just started his new job and we're still recovering from his seven weeks of no paycheck. You know, a lot of people are going to are going to have to do this. I mean, they've really got us over a barrel here. Yeah. Um, I want to tell people to stand strong, but it's just not practical in a lot of in a lot of situations. The only I understand why you would make the decisions that you do. And I know a lot of people in similar situations um, uh, are doing the same thing. And the only thing I would say is is what we were saying earlier. Um, your your line is not up to other people to decide, but you everybody does need to draw a line for themselves because if you don't, you're going to be continually abused. It's going to go on forever. You guys got to sit down together and decide. Okay, if we're making if we're willing to make this compromise, what is the line at which at which we'll stop? And as long as you have that clearly thought out in your head, and you're not going to allow yourself to be abused beyond that line. You make the decisions that you think are appropriate for yourself. Yep. Um, Kelwin says, got paid for 58 hours last week. Take some shekels. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. Mr. Obi-Wan 2020. Hello from Alaska. Just worked a 13-hour day oh, on my birthday. 3 oh a.m. to 6 p.m. I'm sorry, man. That sucks. I personally know of six places in my town that have been shut down due to lack of employees. Biden's mandate is strangling an economy. That has been strangled by the Fed EPA. Yes. And it's going to happen in healthcare too. And then they're going to be like, oh, this worker shortage because, you know, the the hospitals are just filled with COVID patients. It's like, no, it's because all the people that have seen adverse vaccine reactions are like, I'm not getting that. There's or all your black nurses are like, I'm on Nicki Minaj's Twitter and I'm not getting no vaccine. (laughs) There's already a maternity ward in New York State where they're not delivering babies anymore because the nurses have walked out over vaccine mandates. Great. Great. Uh, thanks um, for your support for the show. By the we way. Really I am not going to be niggardly. Uh, Holden Mulray, one verse that bears on the earlier question on children and God is, but Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Well, We're thank you here. for the, thank you for the, uh, for the verse there. Appreciate it. Um, just a couple more on Trevor and D live and then we'll get out of here. Uh, C2K says uh, travel news. In the Bahamas, no vax equals private check in your own suite. Free upgrade. Oh, that's awesome. If you're not vaccinated, you get like quarantined in an upgraded unit. Resort paid four day five. Uh, oh, resort paid for day five and return home tests. Only had to wait in the suite for three hours for the arrival of the test room service during the wait. Only tests I actually had to pay for were the one my own government. Um, were to my own government to leave and when I got back. So you got like a sweet vacation deal out of having to do all these special requirements for unvaccinated people. I don't know if it's going to work out for many that way, but congratulations. That sounds pretty awesome. 
Mm. Mike Hawk. 420 blazing. If a new ATF director isn't appointed in the next 16 days, rule 34 of article two of clause three of the United States constitution states that the speaker of the house may appoint nominees to any vacancies. Google Nancy uh, speaker, Nancy Pelosi rule 34 to find out and how you can stop or how you can fight this liberal takeover. I, I have no knowledge of that. That's news to me. If mm. I, I uh, so I'll have to check that out, but uh, thank you for letting uh, us know. Wouldn't that be ironic if they just figure out a way to shove Chipman in there anyway? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. My, uh, MC Duquesne, thanks uh, for subscribing over on Trovo. And uh, what else we got? Issue. Um, Rob, Bob, thank you guys for supporting the show. As he as well. And on DLive, uh, we're all set, it looks like. So thank you guys for hanging out over there as well. Are we all good to go? Yep. Give a tippy stream a quick refresh before we get out of here. Yeah, we're, we're all set. Well, thank you guys, as always, for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. And, um, you know, dare I say, I feel enthused, optimistic. I had fun for such a disaster of a week already in the making. So thanks for making it a little more bearable. No pun intended, because it was fun to hear from our friend Bearing, too. So perhaps we can uh, cross paths once again sometime soon. Anyway, we'll be back on Sunday, of course, with whatever happens between now and then. I hope we talk a little Nicki Minaj, because this is wildly oh, entertaining. And uh, we'll see you then. Have a good week in the meantime. Thank you.